Welcome, everybody, to the Album Concept Hour podcast. I am your host, Brad LeBaron, as always, and uh, I am here with my co-hosts as usual. I have uh, uh, Jake the Snake Foster. How you doing, Jake? Doing well, doing well. And then I have uh, Virtual John. What's going on, John? Virtual John hanging out here in Middletown. Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, buddy. And uh, just so you guys know at home, we will soon be in studio. I'm in between my uh, my vaccination shots, so uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's Jake. You 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 already got it right because you teach, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I um, think I'm the, I'm the one yeah. I'm the one you know hanging still. So yeah, soon people, you will see all of our our beautiful mugs on one camera and multiple microphones. Uh, but we have a very special guest uh, for you guys today. Uh, this is the host of the podcast, uh, Give Me One Reason, uh, the, uh, the, the pastor of the Red Door, professor at UW-Whitewater, and uh, also uh, it, it was uh, in charge of the Overflowing Cup for a while in Beloit. Uh, this is Kathy Taylor, right? That's how you're, yeah. you go on your podcast? Okay. Yeah. 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 Kathy Taylor is on the podcast. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Bradley. You forgot to say I am your friend from forever and your second mom. There's also there's there's a there's a long list of titles that Kathy has for me. <laughs> I'm kidding, honey. Kathy is my my uh, adoptive second mother. Um, my well, and second <laughs> Kathy. I already have another Kathy. I don't haven't forgot you, uh, stepmom. Um, okay, but so third, um, third, third, mom. third, third mom, third but mom. I'll be third. That's fine. Yeah, but you know, you know how it goes. Um, but um, yeah, Kathy is here. Uh, she um, is someone that I've known for a long time. Um, has really influenced a lot of um, the ways that I think, as far as uh, you know, the uh, the red door that she ran. It was a church and a bar, and uh, yeah, we were kind of a band of. It was a of, church bar. It was, it was a bar, and we had yeah. church there, yes. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It we was. had my kind of church. Communion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, uh, we always said there, you know, like people would go, you know, uh, uh, drink uh, all night on Saturday and then come to church on Sunday like uh, nothing happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd just bridge yeah. that, that step there. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Kathy's here. Uh, I've been wanting to have her on, uh, one of my podcasts for a long time. It was supposed to be hero worship originally. Um, mm-hmm. but I haven't done hero worship for a while. So I figured that I might as well get you on this podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm really thrilled to have you on and, um, yeah, really thrilled about what we're talking about here too. Um, we're, 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 we're going to be talking about the resurrection band, um, awaiting your reply, which mm-hmm. is our first Christian rock um, Christian rock album that we've we've covered. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, before we get to that, let's just I uh, just wanted to ask you a little bit about your podcast. Um, I'm not on yet, mm-hmm. but I I will. I promise I'll be on soon. That's fine. Yeah, um, I felt led uh, a few years ago as I was interacting with college students. I saw a. Uh, a similar message come over and over and over of young people, Gen Zs and millennials, but mm. not being willing to share what they believed about God, like as far as doubt or being atheists or 
they just kind of avoided the whole conversation and it wasn't really a welcome conversation with their families, especially if they grew mm -hmm. up religious. Yeah. And I just felt like I wanted to give them a platform to say exactly what they felt and without censure, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I've only, you know, I've done about 27 of them. I've, you know, it's like 6,500 downloads. It's not tons, but um, I'm just proud that I've given yeah. some people a voice, a chance to say, this is what I believe and this is what I think and this is what I wonder about. This is what keeps me up at night. Mm -hmm. And the reason I called it Give Me One Reason is I felt for decades that we have a more atheist generation, but a lot of it is because we created it, meaning mm -hmm. boomers, religious people. And I feel mm -hmm. like our, our kids in some ways have been more moral than us because they're looking at the things we've said about God and then the way we treat people and they're like that. But they're not, they're not doing it in a fear of God. Right. They're doing it to be good people. Exactly. And they don't mm -hmm. see that in the church. So we're actually helping to create that. So I had this idea once that the Tracy Chapman song, give me one reason to stay here and I'll turn my mm -hmm. back around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Great just, song. Great song. Oh, oh I love yeah, it. But yeah. I felt like God told me, okay, like God, you know, that, that is the heart cry of this generation. Like, if there's a reason to believe in that, I'll stay here and believe in it, right? Uh -huh. But give me a reason to believe because we haven't given much reason mm -hmm. to believe, in my estimation. So then, of course, I want to do a podcast. I, I still have a list of, like, 20 people I haven't talked to yet. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they, I can't use that song, of course, you know, so. Um, yeah, yeah, copyright. Yeah, yeah. I haven't right, done it. Right, artists, naturally. But, yeah, they gave me one, but anyway. You know, I, um, I, I would like to say, Kathy, I, I really, I really see what you're, what you're saying, and coming from me as a, as a boy who grew up Christian, with an mm -hmm. extremely Christian father, I can mm -hmm. honestly say that though my beliefs haven't changed, I have stopped going to church because, with a lot of things you're saying, I mean, like for him, it didn't matter that I was conscious. It, it barely, it barely mattered if I was conscious as long as my butt was in the seat in church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. yeah. And after like 18 years of getting shoved down my throat like that. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's just, what's the point of sitting there if I'm not caring, if I don't care. Yeah. You know, I, it's not that I don't care about what I learn, but it, like, what's the point of sitting there every Sunday if it doesn't mean anything to me? Absolutely. Well, yeah, that was one of the beautiful things about um, the red door that I, I went to uh, with you. You would actually like pick mm -hmm. me up um, mm -hmm. and uh, I was able to get in because uh, you were my, my guardian. Oh yeah, you were um, underage. <laughs> you, I took you underage, you were, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I got, I got a pass. Um, but, I understand uh, that too. Yeah, one of the beautiful things about it is um, if you were from a Christian background um, and you did have doubts and stuff, it was a place where you could talk about those doubts. You could talk about, um, you know, the different uh, various ideas you had about Christianity um, mm -hmm. and your, your faith in general. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a part of Christianity that doesn't get a lot of attention in the United States. You know, you always see the, you know, most extreme, um, yeah. you know, Mega most egregious, and... uh, yeah, churches mm -hmm. out there. Uh, when you the see stuff it Jesus would have torn apart, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Although yes. I do have to say, you know, I, I'm biased because my dad's Methodist, but usually when you see Methodists in the paper, yeah. it's a good They're usually thing. a little bit more progressive. Yeah, yeah they're usually doing mostly good stuff. 
Although I, I, I saw I saw Barack Obama speak at Beloit College next to your father, and we were like so honored and thrilled together. It was beautiful. Oh, oh my God, yeah. that would have been so cool. Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I I was there. Yeah, I was at the Beloit College one, um, but when yeah. I was doing the first the first run. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, you you have always had um, you know, a great way of talking to. Uh, uh, you know, younger people and older people, all people really about, um, you know, not just faith, but like what's going on in their mind and their heart and stuff. You know, you're very down to earth, um, you know, individual. Honestly, Bradley, I see that. Okay. If I'm supposed, if I'm a Christian, I should be a Christ follower. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I began to see a lie that I believed. I was always taught that if you're a good Christian, the church loves you, your pastor approves of you and the world shuns you because you, you know, you don't smoke or chew or go with girls that do. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if you look at the scriptures, it was a complete opposite. Jesus hung out with junkies, whores, thieves, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus hung out with all of them. And he would say things like this. Okay. Somebody would say, are you the Messiah? And he'd go, um, who do you say that I am? And he yeah. would ask questions and want to know who people, you know, and yeah, he, yeah. Def- he def- defied the religious community. He said, you guys have it written, but I say, and he would basically throw out what they had written and introduce something yeah. different or more about the point. And that yeah. got him killed and crucified. Yeah. Yeah. And the religious people didn't mourn him. It was the people that he reached out to. So, I knew mm-hmm. from a long time ago that that my model, if my model is Christ, I better be willing to offend the religious to, to, to build a bridge for the people that feel broken and not worthy, mm-hmm. including myself. That's who Jesus was talking to. Absolutely. Yeah. That's well, you know, the whole point. I, again, on one of your points too, I'd like to bring up that one of one of the stories that is still in the organized Bible of Jesus as a boy is him trashing the synagogue. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they were doing what you're not supposed to be doing. They were yeah. selling. Yeah. The they were are... using it as to, you were using it for for capital gains. Yeah, just not yeah. what you're and, supposed and to do with, with religion. He called them snakes and vipers. Like yeah. in today's yeah. world, what would he have called them? Right? It's like and mm, they would he'd call, call them. He'd have called them. He'd have called them the f word. There's been a it's lot of f words. <laughs> possibly a lot right? of expletives because, coming out yeah, of jesus's yeah. mouth uh you know, <laughs> dare you do this like, to my father's place yeah yes yeah. exactly you know you mm-hmm. haven't had a spiritual moment till somebody can be completely transparent and there were so many mornings in our bar church that somebody would sit in the bar school and start weeping weeping and go i hate my fucking life and nobody cared that they said fuck they cared that they hated their life and needed support mm-hmm where yeah. you couldn't stand up in your local church and go, I have a testimony today. I hate my fucking life. Oh my God, mm-hmm. don't say that we have children, right? It was yeah. not about yeah. what came out of the mouth. It was about what the heart was. Somebody was broken yeah. and hurting and people were, weren't offended by a word. They were offended by pain and wanted to fix it, right? Yeah. Or at least yeah. minister to it. So I, I learned a long time ago and I am a rebel, but I come by it honestly. And we'll get into that because- yeah, the backstory of Christian music came out of the Jesus hippie movement, and my father was that rebel. But Jesus, now Jesus was God's hippie son. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? Let's actually talk about that a little bit. Me and Kathy—that's one another thing that um, 
me and Kathy have certain similarities in life. We've both been through um, the Christian. Uh, I was through the Christian music industry. You have been through, you know, various, you know, Christian churches and faiths. Um, and uh, we are both pastors' kids as well, but kind yes, of yeah. gone our own way from our our dad's uh, teachings. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a really, it is a really particular kind of experience uh, you know uh being a, a pk it's a um, special burden <laughs> it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you you have all these big spiritual questions very early on in life and uh mm -hmm. <laughs> because of that uh yeah 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 you get you get into it pretty early you probably laid awake at night when you were seven like me and worried about the pygmies in africa that never hear about jesus you know oh yeah like, no it was yeah you know, are they going to hell so Every much time i heard a missionary i'm like oh no and i would weep and cry yeah. and that's God, the thing if you, know? you take that stuff real seriously it's like it's you're gonna get real depressed thinking about you know the 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 mission or whatever <laughs> you know like it is you know that's that's one of the things um you know i I, I, I am, I don't consider myself a Christian these days, although, you know, you know, Jesus has had a big influence on my, uh, morals. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's something that, uh, I don't know, eventually I forgot what I was, I was, I just forgot what I was getting to with that. Um, but what were you just talking about, Kathy? <laughs> um laying awake at night when you're a little kid yes sorry sorry <laughs> um yeah yeah no that 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 was the kind of stuff that like the guilt mm -hmm. that came with that back when i was uh, um you know had a different perspective on it was really you know big and and uh hard to deal with um i, I, I first got saved when i was five at the lunchroom crusade yeah. at Rock Fair. and then when i was six i went forward again in case it didn't work when I was seven, I realized <laughs> I had hit my brother with a towel. You used to snap people with a towel. So oh, that yeah. was a sin. So I better go forward oh, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, go I would again. go forward mm -hmm. every year. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never Just, know. It might not have took. Yeah, yeah. That's the big part. I mean, you know, any any anybody that is either uh, of faith or has been of faith in the past probably understands the, the guilt element uh, mm -hmm. that just kind of rolled into everything. Um, which is, you know, I, I don't think that should be the, the focus. And I think that's what me and you really, um, connected on, um, you know, when I was going to your church in a bar and the overflowing cup we should mention was like, you know, a place where, um, it wasn't even, you know, alternative, it wasn't even just Christian. It was like, you know, it was a lot of, uh, uh, goth kids. It was a lot of, uh, just random metal mm -hmm punk adjacent kids um you guys would feed the the homeless uh through the the overflowing cup building and um yeah i can really see um getting to the resurrection band um i can really kind of see the connection between that world and what you and dave did with like the overflowing cup you know mm -hmm. um yeah to, to get in the background a little bit they were um was this the first like, were there other like bands that were like Christian rock bands back then? Like, um, or was it was like like this? Okay, was it I a big a divide? Little, yeah, I did a little research, and it said yeah. um, it said that uh, it was the first album, like the first rock band with heavy rock sounds. Yeah, and no, no Christian label in the United States would carry or agree to distribute their album. Okay, 
So there were um, Christian labels, but like it was probably was, not they didn't want. Yep. what was on the in radio. Fact, yeah. And later on, they were the first one to ever go on MTV, the first Christian band before that oh. nobody was allowed to. So they were a lot of groundbreaking. But if I could get into the backstory a smidgen, can I? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, okay. because you know, like I know what I know about Glenn Kaiser and the Resurrection Band, I know by being your friend and and going to Cornerstone with you and going to the Cup yeah. and I mean I, I know I've seen Glenn Kaiser a few times but mm-hmm. I'm sorry I wasn't I wasn't yet into that kind of music I couldn't appreciate mm-hmm. it yet mm-hmm. but um yeah I mm-hmm. mean he was he came through constantly uh, or, or pretty regularly yeah. at the Overflowing mostly Cup mostly on our anniversary so yeah I think I my mom actually back. went to uh, one of those shows really that's yeah. awesome yeah I believe so yeah. So a little bit of the backstory, you can't really deal with them unless you deal with the whole Jesus movement itself. Okay. And this weird phenomenon happened, okay, in about 1972, maybe even earlier, 71, 70. I was born in 63. My parents were married. My dad was a straight-laced computer programmer from North Dakota, lived in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents went through divorce. My my mom left him for his best friend. He was devastated. Yeah. And he kind of, for a time period, became a hippie. Okay. And at that time period, he felt like he'd always been a Christian since he was a child, grew up in an evangelical home, mm-hmm. but he had this fresh experience in his brokenness and heart, heartbrokenness. He didn't want a divorce. He loved his wife. He loved his kids. It broke his heart. Yeah. And that, and that experience, he kind of searched out, you know, you know, he would say he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He had this real richer, deeper walk, but it wasn't about church. It was about this experience. Well, at the time, a parallel experience was happening to millions of people across the country. And and ironically, it started with one young hippie. And I did some research. I I printed some stuff off about him today. Named Lonnie Frisbee was a hippie. (laughs) Yes. And he was on an acid acid trip in the mountains. That's not like a hippie name, is it? Like, that's his real name? No, it was just his real name, Lonnie Frisbee. Just checking. And he was on on an acid trip. Okay, searching yeah. for truth like hippies yeah. were in the mountains As one of California. Does. Yeah, and and God, he says his story is God yeah. showed him, you know, this amazing thing. Yeah, he came down from the mountain, a dirty hippie with his dirty hippie friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they walked into this church that was Calvary Chapel in California, and the pastor took a chance and said, "Okay, you guys come in," even though the church was side eyeing him, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that one young man on an acid trip found jesus okay but he was tripping in while he was in the church oh yeah yep no no he's tripping in the mountains finds jesus okay after the the trip okay 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 okay. and this pastor took a chance to minister to him yeah because everything was so straight laced and you know blah 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 so that pastor says yes come as you are basically right remember at the red Uh door that was our tagline song come as Uh you are as a friend So that pastor told that young man, come as you are. He brought other hippies. Little by little, that young man became an evangelist, and he began baptizing hippies in California, thousands and thousands and thousands. I collect vintage things. I'm stuck in the 70s and late 60s. I just got, again, the other day, a Life magazine with hippies on the front being baptized, and it said the Jesus explosion. What is the church going to do with this? So it was shocking because a lot of churches didn't want filthy dirty hippies they weren't bathed, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they didn't cut their hair yeah uh, they still maybe smelled like weed you can only imagine right uh-huh. but right they came 
And this thing started up across the country. It literally was the last revival that hit the United States yeah. of any yeah. legitimate so, thing. I'm not talking about the people laughing at the airport in Canada. That's bullshit. But I mean, like <laughs> the last real revival that hit yeah. the United States was the early 70s Jesus movement. So yeah, I would agree. my dad, that coincided with my father's kind of like, Wow, I'm gonna grow my hair out, not be the straight laced guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, Good why? old Dave. Pastor right. Dave. And he became a rebel and he started in 1974 what was going on around the whole country. Yeah. The churches weren't enough. They didn't really fit the the mode of what these young people were wanted. So they yeah. started coffee houses. So people would go have jams and groove sessions and oh, I forget they used to call it something. Uh I don't know, when you'd have a talk, a deep talk. And all around the country, Christian coffee houses started up and you would have, they would play music. Yeah. And it was hippie music and it was a little bit of rock and roll, right? Yeah. My father yeah. opened up a coffee house in 1974. Yeah. Okay. Well, at that time, Glenn Kaiser had just gotten saved a few years before that. Again, was a hippie, had already been a musician. He uh, made his way to my dad's place. And they had already started a little bit of a commune, even though it started in a church basement. Yeah. And they would come to our area. They had a big bus with Jesus bubble letters on it. I was 10 <laughs> years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And only seeing my daddy every other weekend and my mother, I can just freely talk about it, hated it. She didn't understand it. She would send spies to the coffee house and they'd see like two hippie girls hugging each other. And she'd go, oh, it's homosexuals. You can't. So she actually got a court order that forbid, me and, my, that forbid me and my brother to go there because we were good Lutherans and we became oh, no. Jews. So yeah. guess what? My dad is full in. He's a, a guy that's got a new lease on life. He's got a new ministry. It's reaching out to hippies. He's kind of a hippie. He meets yeah. this amazing woman who was my stepmom. Yeah, they get married up upstairs in front of all the hippie kids on shade carpet with a black light picture of Jesus in the background that was really yeah. funky and psychedelic. Yeah. Guess who married them? This twenty-four year old singer from the Resurrection Band, Glenn oh. Kaiser. Okay. So their wedding pictures were Glenn and Wendy. So wow. every so the Resurrection Band was a part of my childhood years. And he's the reason I like lead guitar. I was like, oh my gosh, right? And yeah, so, yeah, you 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 love you like I Eric Clapton, you like uh what's that so, what's that other one that you really really love? Government the Mule. Government Mule, Mule. yes. Oh, Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah I, I love I like love Government Mule too. Really? Yeah. I yeah. see him Warren knows who I am because he recognized me. Really? And he one time did the song Soul Shine and he kissed me. He kissed oh, his I fingers. love that song. <laughs> That's my funeral song. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I've yeah. seen him about fourteen times, and usually it's just Vietnam vets with or dead heads or college people, right? Yeah. And then there's yeah. this middle-aged chubby lady in the front row, right under Warren's guitar. So it's like, yeah, I love him. Yeah, I love when he was in the awesome. when the Almond Brothers, and then and then yes. that band too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. So in those seventies years, though, so. I had this written down. My mom had a court order, right? And she would send spies. She was hardcore. <laughs> yeah, the so, spies. <laughs> and my dad would get, she'd call the police if we were five minutes late or whatever. And when we got Man, home, your mom every sounds every like a real weekend, hard ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is. Oh, gosh. But she would, um, every other weekend, 
my dad would get us and we weren't supposed to go to the cup. So we were, it had this upstairs, like, so you layer. weren't even supposed to go to the cup. No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> so I was forbidden. Uh, so we had a tiny, that had sometimes I story. wasn't supposed to go to the cup, but I went. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that was for a different reason. Okay. We yeah. 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 There. But, yeah. um, so two for, for what I would do, me and my brother would sit on the rooftop and put a blanket and I would watch my favorite band through the window and so Glenn and Wendy, they're 10 years older than me, I believe, maybe 12 years older. They were like my surrogate aunt, uncle, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I was a kid. And when I was like 12, 13, 14, finally, my mom gave up about the quarter thing. I yeah. would sit at Glenn's feet when he'd do an acoustic show and I'd watch his fingers. And, yeah, and I was yeah. hardcore only pretty much into Christian music because my dad had all the big names in the day. You know, yeah, the yeah. things that um, hardcore Christian rock. And my dad took flack from young people or from churches. Dave, yeah. rock and rolls of the devil. And and Resurrection Band was the first one to be like really worldly sounding, meaning like Jefferson Airplane and Leonard Zepp, Led Zeppelin. Like they yeah, sound yeah. just like that. But you couldn't really condemn them because they were so bold about their message. Yeah. But they were so, they were such purists. They yeah. believe that with all their heart and they wanted to reveal their message in the most honest musically way they could, the most quality mm -hmm, music mm -hmm. they could, yeah. because they were called to the church. They were called to the, to the world. They didn't care about, the, you know, they yeah, wouldn't care yeah. if the local pastor hated them. They didn't mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they influenced the world. Mm -hmm. And I've seen like Glenn was such a hard preacher from day one. Yeah. But one thing about Glenn that I've really never seen in any other hard preacher in my life, believe me, I've heard a lot of hard preachers. Okay. Most of them make oh, me yeah. want to vomit. Okay. Yeah. Forgive me. But yeah. Um, I'm already not popular with religious people, so I don't care. But yeah, I, I flip it on every now and again on my radio just to just I to hear it. I, I don't know I why. I just Yeah. I spent <laughs> every now and again I'm like, oh, let's see what they're talking. Oh, no, it's not fun. But I can almost honestly say, except say for one pastor that I had that was amazing and lived it, um, I can almost honestly say that Glenn Kaiser is the only one I ever heard preach that held himself to the same standard. Mm -hmm. that's, so, yes, so, that's so rare to find in this rare, day and age. Rare, rare. Yes, if, so rare. And if I told him this to him's face, he, you know, how do you brag about somebody being humble? But he's humble. And he would yeah, be like, yeah. oh, Kathy, you know. But I had never seen anybody except for my father, but my father's not really like the hardcore preacher. He's an evangelist and you know, yeah, but, yeah. He's Pastor but, Dave. But he's Pastor Dave. He's got a homeless and addicts, and, you know. <laughs> he's 80 years old, yeah. he's still doing that stuff. You Dude, know? everyone, so, you know, everyone's crazy. gotta give it up for Pastor Dave, you know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. So anyway, <laughs> but Glenn, I had so many moments in my life where this band, you know, I his songs they affected my life you know mm -hmm. they, they they were moments you know so anyway yeah. it's like that's the background of resurrection man so they grew out of the jesus movement which was the last revival in the united states yeah now if yeah. i can say one thing about that sadly many of those people grew up to be the religious right and yeah. sold out yes. for money and comfort that is... things that they didn't <sighs> so sad isn't it okay? it is so sad However, yeah. not Glenn and Wendy and those people. They yeah, stayed living some, in the same place yeah, in Chicago. I've seen some recent videos. Nothing corrupts all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, they still Anyways. live the same way they did in 1974. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Kathy, 
Yeah. I, I want to say, I want to say like, a, you, you just did a beautiful, beautiful summary of all that. That was very nice. And yeah, I want you yeah. to know too, that I really, I really appreciate what, what I heard about like that, you know, Hey, acceptance is better than being scared of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How, how about welcome in the, the hippies and the poor and the people that, that mm-hmm. need help, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't be scared of that. Like, why why do you why do you not want someone coming in because they smell a little funky? Like, absolutely. Yeah, everyone needs help. That's yeah. It's almost like yeah. acceptance is better than that. Yeah. Radical yeah. acceptance. You know? radical. I think radical acceptance is the only way we really change. Because yeah. unless I know you love me, warts and all, I'm not comfortable to see my own warts. Otherwise, I'm hiding them. I'm putting them under rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretending I'm living mm-hmm. this game. And it's like, that's something Glenn Kaiser and has always stood for. I'm not playing games. This is mm-hmm. who I am. This is who I was. This is what I believe. Yeah. What do you believe, man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. And well, yeah, you guys want to get on to the, let's okay. do it. Next track. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you were on the same page, John. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you want to go to the first track? Let's do okay, it. Um, can I say something? This first track. So wait, wait, so, but, okay, this isn't the first track of the album yet. This is, so, what I have here is I have um, uh, uh, two tracks before the first track proper. Um, This is going to be one snippet from their first release uh, on cassette. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have two releases on cassette before their first major release. So. Um, I figured, you know, might as well, uh, there's only nine tracks on the album itself. So, um, this is, uh, in the beginning from, uh, I want to, let's see, All Your Life. So this is the All Your Life cassette. That could have been at Woodstock, like Janis Joplin or Grace Slick. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I never heard This is what I was about to say. Like, this is, this is so, like, this is so much of a, let's put our message to the soundtrack of the day. Let's not fear the soundtrack of the day. Let's, let's adapt to it. Let's, let's, let's ride it. Let's put our own words to it. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea, Don. I love that. There's some, yeah, and I, I will say, you know, there there are, you know, like my, my band, you know, I feel like if you didn't, like Alacrity, if you didn't know we were Christian, you probably would be fine with it, you know what I mean? We were able to yeah, cross over yeah. that way. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there was certain, there was a lot of bands, especially when I was growing up, I think there was um, maybe a resurgence of that kind of idea, but um, that was kind of my movement the when when christians started playing metal was like when i was growing up you know so um yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of pushing the envelope again you know continuously Mm -hmm. like the youth being like hey like you know we don't fit the mold of your Mm -hmm. youth group people so or choral choirs or four-part yeah 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 uh which uh ended up creating um well like Part of this whole story is a Cornerstone Music Festival, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that was in Bushnell, Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Christian music festival that, mm-hmm. uh, what, do you know when it, around when it started? 
I am not sure when it started. I could look it up, okay. but it had, it was almost 35 years that went. Maybe, or maybe okay. I remember going to the 25 yeah. year anniversary. Yeah. It's not happening it anymore, your, but it wasn't your typical music festival, like Christian yeah. music festival, like Fish Fest. It was yeah. more underground, raw. You could have emo, hardcore. You could like, have, yeah, there was non Christian acts there. Goth, you know, and yeah. it was, and you could be an atheist and go and yeah. you could talk deep into the night. It was. And, it, it was, was the Christian festival that had Christian pro Christians protesting it. You know, yes, like there was Christians outside was of Cornerstone protesting yes, oh this God. Christian You're festival. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like, yeah, I've played at plenty of Christian festivals, and yeah. that is generally not the case. It's usually exactly. very like. You know, everyone yeah. looks pretty, you know, cookie cutter oh and family safe. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Besides the bands themselves, the bands, everyone in the bands were were allowed to look different. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I I definitely uh, have had, you know, have seen the good and the bad in Christian, you know, the Christian music industry, um, yeah. you know, and. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that Glenn is kind of in the similar similar vein as as I am as far as that goes. Cuz I was I I always think, you know, put the music first uh when you're making music. Yeah. Um yep. and um yeah, there's definitely some tracks here that if you didn't know it was a Christian band, you might not uh, even you, you wouldn't think, think about that. it. You, you know, know what I mean? If you heard this on the radio, one track maybe. You you um, would just you just think this was a cool band, cool sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but there is, you know, there's a whole, you know, platitude of Christian rock acts that do not, um, you know, ha sound like Christian rock acts. They sound like variations of worship, mm -hmm. this degree or that degree. That's like mm -hmm. it's clear, like okay, you started as a worship band for a youth group, and now you're performing mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. these Christian festivals. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to name names, but there's no, a plethora I of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is definitely some really down to earth stuff. And did they help start um, Cornerstone? Yeah. So okay. So listen. So so Glenn left the Jesus people of Milwaukee and was in mm -hmm. Chicago with the, with his wife and a bunch of people living in a yeah. church basement. Yeah. And they ended up starting their own community that still exists. It's the yeah. oldest Christian community in the country. Yep, Jesus and People USA. Note, yes, and on a side note, my father has the oldest Christian coffee house in the nation. So most really, that's the oldest we just, one. We just hit forty-eight years. Wow, that's really. And cool. usually, Glenn comes every anniversary. Um, this year he didn't. It just was a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, it's a different every, year this year. Yeah, so. So uh, Japuza was all these people living together in an old hotel and yeah. they decided to put on a Christian festival. So they were really cool. Like in the, in the seventies and eighties, the satanic panic came, they had a magazine called cornerstone. They were so epic. The art was amazing. The articles were provocative. They yeah. debunked the satanic panic. They debunked it as Christians. Uh -huh. They said, uh -huh. this is ridiculous. Like they yeah, took all yeah, these yeah. really edgy views they defied, they attacked racism, they attacked, mm. they were like went head on. Yeah. And weren't, yeah. weren't popular for it, but then they started Christian Cornerstone Festival. Yeah. Might have came out of the magazine. I'm not sure. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, eventually they made Christ, uh, you know, Cornerstone Festival, which is like, you know, definitely a different like experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, <laughs> that was one you would feel comfortable bringing your friend to. Absolutely. That is not that is no interest whatsoever in the the evangelical part of it. You know, like they would still get down mm-hmm. with Cornerstone and. Remember all those frequently. gods, Satan, <laughs> all those gods, Satan kids I brought. You know, oh yeah, them. every year. They're like, I yeah. never want to leave, Kathy. I'm like, yeah. Satanist. And they had a dance know. club. They had a dance club yeah. that everyone loved. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I got down to the dance club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, this next track is uh, called Down Baby, and it's from um, the other album, uh, Music to Raise the Dead, the uh, mm-hmm. cassette from 74. So wow. here is Down Baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounded a little my bit. I thought that was of the devil, you know, because when you're just listening to the you Oh, yeah, I guess you could go either way on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're not yeah. really paying too much attention to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this wow. one, that one sounded a little bit like better than the previous one. You know, the last one, yeah. the last one had like yeah. some pops and, uh, you know, it was <laughs> obvious it was from a cassette, but that one was a little, a little yeah. bit better. But um, yeah, the next track then they have on like vinyl and CD and all yeah. that. So there's a higher the next fidelity. Track, I, you know, I, as you know, I know every song, but I would yeah. play it in my bedroom when I was 11 years old. Yeah. And or maybe 12 by then, because I think it was 78, so 13, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And my mom would go, "That can't be Christian music." <laughs> like, yeah, it was just funny. That's too cool. Right. <laughs> That's too loud. There's too yeah. many solos in that. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. No, I. What's with uh, all that electric guitar? When I, know, I and right? I, 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 so that's another similarity. I also, you know, it was my, um, it was my stepdad, not my dad, who is actually a pastor. It was my stepdad that you know had the rule of like no, no, you know, uh, secular mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I got I got Reliant K instead of the pop band that I was into. You ever, you ever you realize know? like? Christian Christian society really had like society whipped for a long time, especially yeah. in America. It yeah, just and whipped. well, and there's that weird gatekeeping that happens for some Christian families where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they want you, they want to like uh, separate you from the secular world, which is like, oh my god, it's 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 not, it's not it's not possible like, to do that. First of all, my mom um, was like, kids are like, we didn't get to watch He Man. And I'm like, I had my reasons, you know? I didn't want it to be big God and big devil and there was a war, really, God is bigger. But the Care Bears, well, they had New Age symbols on their belly. Oh, it was the fucking moon and stars. God made that, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm mercy. Oh, so, you, so start, you started out in that camp, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, well, no, later, it was something. Yeah, when I, eventually, yeah, my stepdad, I, like, loosened up. Like, you know, he wouldn't let us read Harry Potter. But, like, by the time it got to the end of the series, yes. he didn't really care that much. You know, uh, like he asked me about animorphs. You know, he's like, "What is that? Yeah. Like demons or something?" And I'm like, "What? Yeah. No, that's what are you talking about?" And he's like, "He never yeah. really my brought dad, it up." My again. dad let me read <laughs> Harry Potter, but hated The Simpsons. That was oh, okay. okay. That was his yeah. line. And yeah, there's yeah. these certain lines yeah, yeah. that, of course, every... naturally, I watched a lot of Simpsons then. But you know, hey, yeah, that's the whole that's, problem with doing that's that. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not an effective way to get someone to. Why not don't you want me to watch that. this? Why I'm don't you want out. me to read yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And in yeah, America, so, to make that's sense, gonna happen. I, 
I got to say that in my teen years, my dad had this cool thing and really kind of purely evangelical, but not, not yeah. real awful. Right. Yeah. But then when I got married very young and we entered the church and the ministry and got in more charismatic and stuff, uh-huh. we got weird. And that's where I got like, you know, really sheltered my kids from everything evil. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. two boys kind of grew up different. They liked Carmen and, you know, their heroes were gospel bill. I, couldn't let I remember Carmen. Yeah, but then my daughters, I kind of decided, wait a minute, this is stupid. So I took them to see Maroon 5 and, you know, (laughs) whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My older boys are like, wow, mom, you just let up. How come we had, you know, what happened? No, I know. I was one of the older siblings. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, when it came to Kevin and Ben, they were, by the time it got to them, the parents were like, yeah, what, you guys just do whatever, you do you. (laughs) Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being the first few kids is sometimes yeah. not the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's another way. Yeah, we we like kind of had a you know kind of shared experience. We're also both Sagittarius, by the way. I know. Um, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't forget. Um, but um, yeah, you guys want to get on to uh, the first track of uh, the album, though. This is um, uh, what is it? Waves. Oh, waves. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, here's the first uh, proper track of the album. Uh, oh, yeah. Awaiting Your Reply is the name of the album, if we didn't mm-hmm. say that at any point. But this came out in uh, 78, and it's the first official uh, release for this band. So, here we go. Oh, I know that there's a heaven, and soon I'll be there. No lying, no crying, no dying, no fear. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to display the um, kind of range they have vocal-wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, vocally it's crazy. And he's still, I have to say, because he spent his life in in this type of ministry and doing mm-hmm. this, he hasn't really drugged out or alcoholic. You know, like a lot of our, yeah. you know, Clapton was a heroin addict for years. I mean, all these people mm-hmm. that have kind of fried their brains or whatever. So yeah. Glenn has only gotten better and sharper. Mm-hmm. His guitar skills are better. His vocals yeah. are crazy better. Yeah. Um, his blues, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. 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 I do get the feeling that some of these rock stars, though, like reach. Someone was talking the other day about the 27 thing. Now there's oh, like, yeah. Janice died. Oh, the age of, uh, yeah. Jimmy? A lot of yeah, artists. The 27 yeah, Club. Jimi yeah. Hendrix, yeah. Kurt Cobain. But someone yeah. made the point, like, that's like kind of around when your body can't handle just taking drugs all the time. Mm. You know, so like, yeah, I think that, yeah, they're, they're, Glenn started very young uh, with that because he like, he kind of had like a fling with the hippie lifestyle yeah. and then kind yep. of yep. immediately went on to this. Yeah. Um, but I wonder sometimes about Keith Richards if he's like still still doing stuff because no, like... i think they made a deal with the devil all the stones keith yeah, has just, yeah. keith has just the done the same thing atonement is that yeah. for the last the song for sympathy yeah. for the last 65 years keith has done the same thing and just you don't if you don't go up and down you stay on the same yeah just... <laughs> yeah right he yeah. just they say that the same level yeah. of whatever drug of, of choice he is yeah yeah chosen or something um <laughs> or not maybe your body maybe just he's works just... with you Maybe we've been wrong all along with Keith Richards, and he's like the most sober rock star in existence. Who knows? I I shared this picture of all these like young rock stars. I think I can't remember uh, who shared it, but it was like all these kids 
there these rock stars as children they were like eight and then yeah. there's keith yeah. richards in the corner as like a 75 year old man or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. just always been yeah the same yep, yep. yeah 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 um but yeah no this definitely um yeah there's there's uh some some clarity to it for sure like you can um uh the the recording's really good the production's really good on this mm-hmm. um eight thousand dollars is all they spent on this whole album it says crazy wow. yeah Wow, that yeah. is really over a two two week marathon all a marathon all night sessions on Easter Sunday morning. Oh, they did on Easter. God Sunday. damn, oh, that's fun. These guys, these guys are these guys are real ending darkness. ending on Easter Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's cool. Got home just in time for Easter ham. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. And I should say the the cover I could see so. I could see why some Christians of the time maybe had a problem with this band just talking about the cover for a second, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's kind of intentionally meant maybe to shock if you if you are a Christian because it's like two Medusas kind of looking at each other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you know if you're you know you were talking about the uh, kind of uh, devil panic stuff um, that mm-hmm. they were kind of uh, uh, talking against. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think anyone that, that probably bought into the devil panic stuff was probably like, oh, what Medusa is on the cover. That's, uh, yeah. you know, it's a, demon or it looks of psychedelic a little bit, all the weird colors mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. But, or I guess that their second one was more colorful on the album cover, but, but yeah, yeah really cool cover though. Like great cover for, uh, yeah. for, well, their, for the their magazine, I used, I have, I have tons of them somewhere They came out every yeah. month for probably 20 years. The art was phenomenal and it was original. Mm-hmm. And so that in their community, they'd have, if you were an artist, you'd work on the magazine or you'd design the album yeah, cover, you know, because yeah. it was like, nobody got paid. You just contribute and then they take care of yeah. everybody. It's really amazing. Yeah. 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 It's like, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a commune, uh, run by, yeah. by them. Yeah. 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 Um, we have a, we have a handful of communes in Madison, but, um, yeah, I don't know how well some of them run. Um, but, um, yeah, they've been going strong for a long time though at, uh, yeah. at, at, um, uh, Jesus people USA and, um, you know, in one of the, you know, harder parts of Chicago to live in where there's a lot of poverty and a lot of uh, mm-hmm. homelessness. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely the you know prime example of, uh, what you should be doing if you're, you know, following, yeah. uh, the, the Jesus lifestyle, you know? And that, and that being said, I have to say, if you Google them, you know, things come up that aren't real great because yeah. just, just the nature of having 500 people live together. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, you're going to have things like, um, somebody did a documentary a few years ago about people who are molested there. Right. And, oh, shit. and, and they, but you know, think about yeah. it. I mean, my kids came close to them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we had a lot of weirdos. Remember some of the people, right. And so mm. it's like, I was able, thankfully nothing happened, but when you do involve and, and you reach out to the, you know, society and people that people have turned away, you might bring in somebody sometime that isn't good and you don't know that till yeah. it's too late. But that being said, the culture of the day, just like it was in the Catholic church, just like it was in evangelical churches, you, you handled all that stuff in house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You didn't, yeah. the culture didn't report it to the authorities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so they would kick them out but they maybe never said anything publicly, right? Because they didn't want to hinder their mission. 
So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am sad. That's probably the only biggest scandal that I've seen when you Google them. Yeah. Um, but they have weathered that and they have a plurality of leadership. They did avoid ever like having a cult type following, like, cause they yeah. never let one person be in charge. Well, yeah, it they, seems like, like, yeah, although Glenn Kaiser by, could be one of those people, like he doesn't but, take yeah. that role. Mm-hmm. Nope. He's yeah. one of five. So yeah. he would be accountable just like you or I would, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he'd have to do dishes just cause he's Glenn Kaiser and can play yeah, mean guitar. Yeah. Don't mean he can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really kind of beautiful, but it's not perfect. So I say that, you know, if you go there, yeah. you know, there's some stuff out there, but it's yeah, the I only mean, one still I've, going. I, I was part of an organization where that kind of thing came out too after, yeah. after, yeah. after me too. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it was far reaching. Uh, if you guys can yeah, think, think back to me too, to it was problem. not any, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was a lot of, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I hope that they're taking the, uh, you know, proper steps after. They made, oh yeah. They made all but, the um, now, but hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it is, it is a very, uh, complicated, uh, issue, especially since, um, uh, yeah, unfortunately the culture in the past, uh, was, um, a lot of times to bury that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, all, all around. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys want to get on to uh, another track, though? I don't really have a yeah. good transition for that. But, um, yeah, we have uh, seven, no, eight more tracks okay. of this album. And, um, yeah, this one is the titular track, Awaiting Your Reply. Mm. Here we go. Uh, Man, she really does sound like Grace Slick. Isn't she? It's powerhouse. It's very, very, very very like psychedelic rock sometimes. Mm -hmm. Something I have to say about them that also makes them unique. Though they are really solid, hardcore in what they believe, their pitch to the unbeliever was always about love. Mm -hmm. And that song right there is a, a great example. Okay. Yeah. It's God throwing out his love letter and he's waiting your reply. And there I read in the bottom line, signed in blood or whatever. I love you. Right. Yeah. And there was a story. There was a street preacher named David Wilkerson that reached out to a lot of, he wrote a book in the seventies called the cross and the switchblade. And this was oh. the naughtiest book I'd ever read because I couldn't read naughty wow. books. Right. And yeah. in it, there yeah. was a prostitute and there was a drug addict. And I used to feel sad that I didn't have a powerful testimony. I was just the girl who hit her brother with a towel and got saved at five, you know? So it's like, I wanted to have some juicy testimony, uh-huh. but, but the preacher in it was kind of a street preacher like my dad. Yeah. And he said he was a part of the book that I remember is he had a, he had a, the leader of the gang in New York had a knife to his neck and he said, preacher, I could cut you in a million pieces. And the response of David Wilkerson was every piece would say, I love you. Now, in his early days of ministry, it was beautiful and it was about love. Ironically, he was the main preacher that went on to condemn the resurrection band in rock and roll music. So it just kind of (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I know, right? I just let you up to build you up to tear you down. But their message, I don't ever remember a song going, if you don't, if you die tonight, you're going to hell. It was always, 
God loves you, give up because your life is hell already. That was the message. So I always appreciated that it was about love. Who's the guy that wrote Velvet Jesus? Oh, Rob Bell. Rob Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it it sounds like maybe my uh, Rob Bell type. (laughs) But I don't know what he's doing these days, though. He's uh, he's a guy from uh, Michigan. Oprah got a hold of him, and now he's a big deal. So, yeah. What? You got some yeah. Oprah action? I didn't know that. Yeah, Good I job, know. Rob Bell. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I used, used to, to yeah, I used to love his yeah, he had some yeah. like subversive uh Christian yeah. uh, uh books yeah. that were yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of cutting edge if you were a young Christian person at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Or an old Christian and needed Or yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we had a lot yeah. of great yeah, no, I think there was a lot of there was a lot of people when I was growing up that were having like there was some, you know, we've talked about it on some of the emo uh, themed episodes, you know, there yeah. are some yeah. there's some bands that are having this like struggle about spirituality, mm-hmm. specifically Christian spirituality, but aren't yeah. Christian bands. Um yeah. and uh yeah, I think that there was a lot of just maybe just in in the US just underneath just everyone questioning like those mm-hmm. traditions um you know well and there was this counterculture movement under it right yeah. under regular christianity there was this mm-hmm. new generation coming up yeah that needed to understand and and the old people were still kind of stuck like well god doesn't work like that god works like this you know what i'm saying so yeah. god kept jumping out of the boxes in my opinion we put him in a box mm-hmm. he jumps out right yeah and yeah. Um, there's there is no box, you know, and Jesus mm-hmm. said the kingdom of God's within you. It's not in a building. It's not out. You know, it's not out. It's in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. Blah, 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 but. Yeah. 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 No. Um, but uh, you guys want to. Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, the looking at this, this track, though, before we get into another track. Um, I really liked this perspective that he takes, uh, which mm-hmm. is like very different than some mm-hmm. Christian. A lot of Christian music I've heard where it's like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, saying awaiting your reply was like, oh, you know, it's it's uh, you're awaiting your reply from God or something like oh, a prayer. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. is awaiting your reply, which is an interesting yeah. turnaround Beautiful. on the typical yeah. theme. Well, it's back when Jesus was yeah. portrayed as a gentleman and somebody who gave you the, some respect to think for yourself and would woo you, you know, and say, this is who I am. Come follow yeah. me. Yeah. That is the original yeah. message. But it's turned into a completely different bullshit thing. And there's not that's much, why, yeah, there's not much Jesus in it. <laughs> not much Jesus at all. And that's yeah, why yeah. though in the 70s, people on acid trips could receive this message. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah. it's like people are going on acid trips to get away from the message of the church. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of strong, but I, I know people like that, you know. Oh, well, to yeah, yeah. There's the yeah, any. Yeah, anyone can abuse. I think that when it comes to especially psychedelics, you can abuse mm-hmm. that kind of like privilege yeah. of of knowledge that comes with that potentially. Yeah, you know. But I do um, love that. Yeah. I do love that God. You know, I believe God used even that to spark a movement. Isn't that beautiful? Like he well, didn't yeah. use a Sunday morning sermon. He used somebody in an well, acid. And I was gonna say, and having experienced a few of those, you know, kind of psychedelic experiences, um, I think you know, that does kind of give him an edge on the other Christian rock bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, because he has actually experienced a lifestyle, which, you know, there, there are some yeah. groups out there that do that, but like, he yeah. seems like he's really retained the, uh, the 
you know, rock uh, world um, as far the as the spirit. Um, yeah. yeah, spirit yeah. of the whole thing. Yep. So, he yeah, didn't I really forget. enjoy. He his... did not forget, and he didn't forget who he is. He never has. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's just yeah. this guy. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I think we'll do uh, one more track, then we'll take our break. Okay. Um, uh, this next track is uh, "Broken Promises." Oh. oh my gosh! Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, this one is. Uh, it's my favorite in the whole album. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'll tell you why. Here is "Broken Promises." All right, I, I kind of need to give you a little backstory. Okay, so I was a right. good little Christian girl, right? Didn't mm-hmm. did much wrong. Yeah, went through a lot of things in the in my life. Um, I was going through sexual abuse at my not at mm-hmm. my dad's house, but I'm just got a lot of stuff that I wasn't telling anybody. And yeah, um, got out of that like 13, 14. Finally managed to extrapolate myself, and then I'm 16 years old. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm caught in something else that I didn't feel good about, like a good church girl wouldn't do. And I started the first Bible study at Craig High School in Janesville that ever was. And on yeah. paper, I was this little Jesus freaking, but yeah. I had this little secret life. Okay. Looking back, it was not a big deal, but it plagued me. Okay. Yeah. And I'm 15, actually not 16. I'm 15. Uh, Resurrection Band is at the cup. They play this song and it's broken promises, broken by me and not by yeah. you. Jesus, yeah. Satan, Lord, break my stubborn heart in two. I'm weeping and I'm just like, oh my God. So if the song's over, Glenn takes a break and I go up to him because, you know, he's like my uncle, right? I love him. And I said, I got to confess something to you. I feel like if I tell you, I'll have power over it and I won't be trapped, you know? Yeah. And so he said, okay, Kathy. And I, I told him, I said, I, this is this thing. And he's like, honey, I think you're supposed to tell your dad. And I'm like, that's messed up. I told you, so I wouldn't have to tell anybody, right? And so he said, well, why don't you wait till the end of the night? You know, because I don't want to upset your father. And um, yeah, I, I go to my dad and um, in front of Glenn, and I didn't feel trapped. I, you know, I know it sounds kind of mean and manipulative, but it wasn't. It was, yeah. I was sick about it, but I said, dad, I've been, he stopped me. And he said, honey, I know. I was just waiting for you to be able to come to me. I thought maybe you could let go of it when you could be honest with me. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't need any details. And it was the biggest show of grace and mercy in my life. And it was sparked by this song. And that song's always been precious to me. So through the years, if Glenn would come, he, you know, he's cool enough that you don't ask Eric Clapton for requests, right? I mean, yeah. he's kind of like the old school, he's at the Clapton <laughs> the Christian movement, right? You yeah, don't go, yeah, yeah please play, you know, old love. I need to hear that. But I, one time he looked up at me and and I said, broken promises. Like I just mouthed it. And he said, (laughs) yes. And I'm going to do it. Like you remember it. Cause I haven't played it this way in like 10 years. Cause they started playing it different. And he did it old school wise for me. And I just laughed. And then I have to, you fast forward, right? I got married at 17. I had five children. I'm by the time I'm 30, um, by the Mm -hmm. time I'm 40, my fifth child has brain cancer and was dying and then didn't die. But my yeah. husband and I went through Josiah. 
Right. So we, we went through this horrible thing and we grew apart and like 85% of people who go through that, they get a divorce. But what marked my divorce was I was unfaithful to my husband and I was losing myself and I yeah. found myself in somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the worst woman on the planet. I mean, before that I was a good church lady. I wouldn't even have fantasized about Johnny Depp because it was a sin. Okay. Because uh -huh. if you think about it, you might as well do it. Right. I was that uh -huh. <laughs> Nazi about it to myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 I relate. I fall so far off my own freaking pedestal. Right. Yeah. And I'm at Cornerstone and I was going to start my bar church and there was a seminar and by then I was over that, but I was getting a divorce and I mm. failed, right? I'm getting a divorce because I failed. And um, there was a seminar about out-of-the-box ministries. And so I, I was going to maybe share something about what I was wanting to do. I felt yeah. led to have a church in a bar. Yeah. And uh, Glenn, who knew about my situation because I talked to his wife like a mom to me. Yeah. And um, I was getting ready to talk. And, and I know it doesn't seem like much, okay? But yeah. he got up. And he handed me his bottle of water. Like it was his water. He had just taken a drink of. Yeah. And he, and he gave it to me. And I know he knew what I had done. I know. It, I saw it as every reason. Yeah. He was affirming me, loving me, giving me something of himself in spite of what I'd done. Yeah. Yeah. And it just blew. It was the another, again, act of mercy and grace, you know, 20 years later, you know, mm -hmm. and um, wow. And by then I had become a Clapton fan. And that day, that night in the 25 year res band reunion, he did a like 15 minute version of presence of the Lord, which is a, Oh my God, one of Clapton's finest and Glenn oh, really? shredded, shredded it and wailed. And it's yeah. on YouTube. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's better than Eric, okay? But um, <laughs> I, I like to feel like he did it for me because he knew I yeah. was a Clapper fan. So anyway, uh, that's, why, that's what that's, this song meant for me. So That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I was just going to say this is like a, a stairway to heaven kind of yeah. number, but you you uh, your story yeah. is is <laughs> kind of tops anything I could probably say about this song. Aww. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's 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 beautiful. Um, that's, uh, very, I never knew. I never knew wow. you knew him that long. Like I I knew you. Oh, yeah. I knew like feel, you went I'm way 57. back, but no, I'm 57 and I'm um, I was 10 years old when my dad. He married my dad, mm -hmm. stepmom. <coughs> wow, that's amazing. And they love me, you know. I mean, they even Excuse know me. I'm kind of this liberal, out of the box pastor who doesn't believe in hell. Okay, and they yeah, know are you still a uh, universal reconciliationist? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I call myself <laughs> hanging by a red thread, man. All I yeah. got left is Jesus. I yeah. pretty much the rest is gone, right? But yeah, Glenn and Wendy, pretty Glenn much how I feel. Glenn and Wendy continue. They're on my Facebook, and my Facebook gets ugly. You know that every preacher and seems like a lot of preachers come out of the woodwork to fix Kathy or, or correct Kathy or to rebuke Kathy or, <laughs> or to, they know that you're right and that's or, why they keep or coming back. They hate, you know, I get trolled so bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And no, I they, know they, some, they know you're right, Kathy. I think they know yeah, you're right know. deep down. But I know, I know. Sometimes <laughs> Glenn goes, "Oh my gosh, that dear girl. What is she doing now? Or what is she saying?" <laughs> And even if yeah, we wouldn't yeah. believe on paper, I know that I know they love me, right? Even mm -hmm. if we would disagree on certain things because yeah. 
we're family and yeah, and yeah. we all see through a glass darkly. None of us really freaking know anything, honestly, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they exactly. know that. They're humble enough to recognize that. So that's yeah, rare. yeah, yeah. To assume you know that level of stuff, mm-hmm. kind of assume you know, is is kind of mm-hmm. contradictory because you're assuming that you have knowledge of the level of God, which is yeah. like you're not supposed to do, right? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 no good. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get out of here for a right. break though, and then we're gonna get back for another uh, six tracks for you guys. And uh, yeah, we get, we'll see you guys in just a second. The album concept hour. But uh, yeah, welcome back everybody to the album concept hour. We are on the second half of the podcast with our uh, our co-host Jake and uh, Virtual John will be uh, with us in a second. And uh, we have our guest uh, Kathy Taylor. I almost said the other one. Kathy Taylor okay. <laughs> uh, is our guest today. Um, the host of uh, Give Me One Reason uh, podcast, available on uh, SoundCloud, we should say. Um, is it SoundCloud? Oh, yeah, iTunes. Oh, it's on iTunes as well? Okay, cool. <laughs> and is it um, for SoundCloud, is it soundcloud.com slash give me one reason? I, actually, if I just, I tell people go to give me one reason.org and it pops up. I don't know how that works or iTunes. So. Oh, okay, okay. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you can, can, uh, find her podcast. It's, um, you know, podcast where you talk about, uh, faith and doubt, uh, with like millennials and zillennials and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. If you want to uh, hear some stories like that, uh, please go check that out. But, um, yeah, we're going to get into the second half of this, uh, album. Uh, we have, uh, six tracks left for you guys tonight. And, uh, I think I hear, I think I hear a John coming. But um, yeah, we have uh, the next track is Golden Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's fun. That one's, that one jams. Yeah. Kind of like a freight yeah. train, you know, just goes and goes. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of I'm a Dave Matthews fan when he covers all along the Watchtower. If I'm, oh, he does I have that. Like, oh, oh my God, yeah, like six different versions. And if I'm in my car and that pickup part comes where it just builds, accelerates, I I want my foot on the gas so bad. Mm. I just want to, <laughs> it kind of reminds me yeah, of a moment yeah. like that. It just picks up. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's really it's one of those. This song really uh, has a slow build to it. Like it's got uh, like you know a good minute and a half maybe with that kind of. Yeah. I don't know if it's a sitar or if it's I something similar like to it. Yeah, it sounds kind of yeah, like yeah. sitar, but yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not. I, I think it it might be some pedal work or something. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Genius says anything. Um, no, not not much information about contributors for Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, on this this particular. There you go, album. Brad. There's but your opportunity. It's the yeah. There we go. Yeah, I can find out what it is, and then I can add it to the genius. Get my genius IQ up. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really uh, 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 powerful song. He's really you know soulful. He in his in his singing, it's coming from the heart, you know. And um, yeah, the uh, the sitar, or whatever that is. It's a dulcimer. It's a dulcimer. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, and Glenn is playing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. In the, in the in the most recent video I saw of him, uh, he was 
playing a uh uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a one-stringed instrument that you can just okay. make out of common household things. Can I tell you something? About yeah. five years ago, his wife, maybe more, but she had double knee surgeries and it was in a wheelchair for a while. Okay. And his whole, you know, ministry and shift shifted to taking care of her. And yeah. he needed a hobby and he started building cigar box guitars. Okay. And I've seen him make one out of an Altoid tin. Yeah. And play it like you would not believe. It's incredible. So he has yeah. become a connoisseur of making guitars out of a. Yeah, box. yeah. He's uh, he, in the interview I saw. He was really talking about his uh, love of the blues and how, oh, like you He's know, uh, you know, if you were poor and you wanted to play an instrument, like you just kind of mm -hmm. took whatever was around you mm -hmm. and just created mm -hmm. it. Um, he seems like he has a wealth of. I mean, that's how music, like that, especially in America, you know, that's some of the best music. Yeah, yeah well, some it's... of the best music came to the forefront. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's where it started, at least. You know, it's like mm -hmm. where you know all the music we we listen to started in some rudimentary way. So well, it's, it's one of those things, you know. It's like music helps when there's when there's not much there. Music helps, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Even yeah. like this, the music of the South, the hillbillies, the folk music, you know. Mm -hmm. you know yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. spirituals the negro spirituals yeah. i think uh i think dolly pardon got like the the she like wrote the song nine to five she was like putting her her uh, nail fake nails like rubbing them and she oh, like yeah. had there's some story behind that too so i mean even even into into yeah, like, yeah. more modern music it's still there's a, there's a great video actually of her and someone else on a, a live show and they're both doing that with their nails and singing and it yeah. is amazing wow. i'll have to maybe link it in the description but like it it, it was yeah dolly Parton's a gem she's <laughs> yeah. Mom, yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah. she's she's yeah. great I know, I finally I know saw... millennials and Z-lennials are just finding out about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... They have more respect for her than my generation in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. I saw yeah. 9 to 5 a couple weeks ago. My fiance and I, we watched it. And oh, how is I'd that? I, I've never been to watch it. It is so not what you think you expect. Okay. Okay. It all was right, really good. Right. It was hilarious. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, It's about a bunch of women who take control of their lives, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in various. I mean, roles I knew that, but workplace, right? Yeah, I'm but watch it. I haven't seen it for decades. Yeah, it's yeah. just I, I never thought they it would it would be that the way they did it. We both yeah, were very yeah. surprised, but we were pleasantly surprised. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you awesome, know what? Man. Did uh, I don't yeah I don't suppose Dolly Parton never went to Cornerstone or anything, right? No. Oh, no. That would <laughs> be cool. Not. I mean, a nice crossover, Glenn, Glenn Kaiser, right, and exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the things that those said though, um, that you guys reminded me of when I was when you were talking is like, um, uh, what's your name? Wendy Kaiser said this in yes, an interview yes. about how, um, you know, the Christians complaining about you know certain music is not, uh, you know, not helpful because music is creation and it is like, uh, like her perspective of it was music is of God, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, you know, where or why it exists or whatever, it's like creation. She had a great kind of, uh, uh, you know, more worldly view of, you know, what music represented, um, to, to culture, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's, there's some really interesting videos, uh, of their, 
interviews, you know, if you're curious about um, their, you know, views throughout the years, you know. But, um, yeah. They're very, both very strong people. Very yeah. strong. You don't wonder where they stand or what they're about. You know, their lives pretty much stand for what it is. And it's it's kind of beautiful. It's, it's kind of rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, um, they actually, yeah, back up what they are uh, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't have much to say about the lyrics here. I know it, talk, talk, it talks, um, a little bit, I think it's calling out and this song is calling out, um, uh, con- the consumerism that, uh, that some, you know, churches and some pastors were maybe adopting, um, mm-hmm. or people in general, maybe, I don't know. Um, is this Wolf, Wolf song or what is it? Oh, sorry. This is, uh, we're, we're still on Golden Road. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, light shines the next one. I like light shines. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, this one, like you know, I was saying, like, there's so there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a, several tracks on here where like you wouldn't know it's a, a Christian tune, but um, mm-hmm. this one definitely I has. Feel some like very... that was part of the point, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I think really it was the, these guy these guys don't like didn't seek out to be be like we're gonna be the Led Zeppelin of Christian music. Right. It was this was the their music yeah. they wanted to make, and they, yeah. they it just so happens that they're they're mm-hmm. like you know it's a Christian it's Christian music. It's, it's Christian not, it's Christian like veered towards it, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I think that's just the music that they made. They didn't go. Well, we gotta sound like the music of today. Yeah. yeah. They didn't seek stick. it out. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. A, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a tool to get the mass. Very natural converted. sounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. genuine. It wasn't. It was genuine. That is always the thing in you know uh, being in the Christian music industry was like kind of that uh, uh, pressure to evangelize at all times you know whether or not you were either good at that or were like you know really mm-hmm. had a good message to even say you know it was, there's pressure to to do that no matter what yeah and uh and i know that glenn kaiser is a you know he he, he does have a message when he plays but um yeah as far as the music itself though he has a you know great respect for that just the songwriting process and mm. how important that is to the message of the music you know um because yeah sometimes mm. like you know there's there's some bands that i think they fall flat because they're trying too hard to to be that yeah. uh, and people know on that. A sound. they pick up on that in sincerity and it's a turn off yeah 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 there's yeah some people can just hear that like immediately and it's just yeah it's no good um but uh yeah you guys want to get into light shine though this is uh this really really enjoy this track um this one i I believe i picked a clip where the two of them are seen together i hope i'm right on Mm -hmm. that here's light shine And and so this is something you don't see a whole lot, you know, mm-hmm. like it happens sometimes, but like having like a male and female in the chorus with mm-hmm. the same amount of attention, like, you know, mm-hmm. sing, you know, singing around each other, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 rare, and I love to love to hear it. Well, she was so such a strong uh, vocalist. Um, yeah. You know, I she was like a mix of like Stevie Nicks, uh, Cyndi Lauper. She looked like mm-hmm. you know Grace Slick, like said Janis Joplin, like yeah. And she carried that. I mean, they are closer to seventy, right? And wow. she still has those looking pipes. good. They are looking good for for that age They're from the videos. Beautiful. I saw. Yeah, beautiful yeah. and when i'm off here i'm going to send you a, my a picture i selfie i did it yeah. like two years ago and they're beautiful and i yeah. you know they look younger than they are and one could argue when you haven't had to uh you live in community there's certain stresses you don't have and i've visited mm-hmm. there a few times and so many of the older people do look younger it's weird it's kind yeah. of interesting yeah yeah, yeah but yeah um, she's an incredibly strong vocalist Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's some stuff from the 80s that I, I you know, saw while I was um, researching for this. And mm-hmm. yeah, she keeps on kind of moving with the times with her vocals, too. <laughs> she keeps on being, you know, prominent oh, yeah. uh, in the front of, you know, certain songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I like that in general about this this band um, is that uh, she's given, you know, just as much, uh, uh, you know, rain for the vocals as Glenn is. You know, there's kind of an equality there it, when they're on the... And it, well, it's public knowledge that, yes, he sees women as equal, especially his wife, but mm-hmm. it's public knowledge how much he loves his wife. Mm-hmm. And he feels, I've heard him say things like, if I can't love my wife, I don't have anything to say to you, you know, mm-hmm. worth anything. And he's, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. They've been married over 50 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they definitely found something um, mm-hmm. special in, in each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, I, I love, I love this chorus though. It's just a fun, mm-hmm. just uh, really works. It's just a hard rock chorus. It must have been fun for know. them to sing that, you know, have that harmony and yeah. be like, ah, you know, so it's really yeah, awesome. Yeah. They're fun to watch. Um, oh, I was asking you a little bit. So do they play these um, songs much uh, when they came to the cup, for instance? Um, or is this kind no, of not... he's mostly become the last two decades, maybe the last decade, he has become like the blues connoisseur, you know, mm-hmm. he's the blues guy in the Christian world, but yeah, almost really dipped his toe in. Um, uh, he's like really old school blues too, like in the thirties. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's been more known for his blues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed to, yeah, he was talking a lot about the blues. Um, and I'm a blues fan, so oh my yeah. god, it's rocked my world for you know ten years. But this yeah. is the beginning roots, you know, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of newer to the blues a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh but uh, yeah, Jake. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta hear us. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. You feel it. You feel it. It's something you yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one one of you one of you said something about the mule. Which one of you knows the mule, Governor? Oh, uh, Jake. Okay, because yeah. I'm a huge huge crazy fan. Um, I told Glenn about, I don't know, when I first discovered the meal, I'd been to a few shows and I saw Glenn and he reminded me a bit of Warren Haynes, like in his persona, his mm-hmm. humility yeah. and his voice. I like Glenn's voice better. You know, Warren's is great and it works, but it's a yeah. little, some people don't like it, you know, yeah. but the style sometimes, because see the last decade or so he's had Glenn Kaiser band. and it's yeah. been more blues progressive rock, but it's very similar to the mule. And mm, so okay. I told him, I said, I said, Glenn, I don't know if you knew this, but I am a Meal fan. And he goes, Oh, Kathy, government meal, Warren Haynes. And you know, Warren Haynes yeah. is the best guitarist in the world, right? Yeah. And um, 
I would put Glenn right up there. And I, that's a pretty, uh, what do you call it? Educated opinion, you know, but, um, yeah, he was like, thank you for comparing me to the mule, us to the mule. Right. <laughs> and then I saw their promo packet the next year and you know what yeah. it said? Some have compared uh, Glenn Kaiser Band to Government Mule. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe that was my saying. Because <laughs> so, hey, it did seem surprised. He only needs right? one person to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Some have then, said. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really cool. That yeah. was fun. So he's like, yeah, he's a lifelong you know, musician. He's, you know, someone that's been doing this for a long time. Like, And I'm... similar to Warren Haynes of the Mule. Warren Has Haynes he been to been... Madison? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, Warren Haynes or the, well, I was gonna say Glenn Warren. Kaiser because there's a lot of blues in Madison. You know. I don't know. Um, we should, should be somebody should, should invite him. He should really come to Madison at some point. Yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think too, Warren is phenomenal, right? Of the yeah. Haynes, Warren Haynes, and I, I just love humble musicians, and he is humble. But yeah. I also love other people, like, um, you know, I have I'm Dave Matthews fan. I already said that. Yeah. I have this video up Central Park, this DVD. Yeah. And at one point, Glenn or Warren sometimes would play with Dave, right? And you know, they didn't have a yeah. lead guitarist, they had the lead violinist. But okay. at one point, they're doing Cortez the Killer, and Glenn, or again, Warren is shredding it, right? He's just shredding it. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Dave looks up at the drummer, Carter, yeah. and he's like, man. <laughs> like, like he's like oh my god right yeah. that was such a humility and i think that's so beautiful but yeah glenn has that same spirit and i think warren hasn't really wasted his life in drugs and alcohol either as far as like overboard you know yeah yeah and yeah. he's just worked hard i've heard people refer to him as the hardest working guitar player you know mm -hmm. um He's just consistently done his thing year after year after year after year. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've met him, and he has a very similar aura and persona of humility and grace. It's really yeah. beautiful. It's really mm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Glenn. Oh. I just remind me of Glenn, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. cool. The mule, they call him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Can't wait for live music. I'm gonna go to a meal show as soon as I can get there. Yeah. Well, now I'm kind of interested in. Uh, you go with me this. next, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I take all my friends. Adam's over it. He's like, I don't need to hear 20 minute guitar solos. I'm like, I do. So I'm so curious about you that that culture because I've I've yeah, heard so much fun. about like like Grateful Dead and yeah. Fish yeah. and the lifestyle my, and the people that my follow friend, that. My friend Chris, uh, Chris Riot, he. Um, He's just a huge fan, and he really, really yeah. got me uh, to appreciate them more. He's been listening to my radio show since the beginning, so uh, oh, big nice. influence nice. on why I got into them more. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've I've heard him from about uh, about them from Kathy, but can yeah. I tell you a silly thing? I because I was raised in the Christian realm, and I knew about Christian music, that I didn't let my kids listen to. Yeah. When I discovered the mule was kind of after I fell off my pedestal and I got into blues and clapped uh -huh, it and uh -huh. then I got to the mule, I thought I didn't have a frame of reference to like Pink Floyd or anything. So when yeah. I heard the mule do, we're just two lost bowls, someone in a fishbowl, wish you were here. Mm -hmm. I yes. thought they, I thought they wrote it, and I uh, said to my friend, "Oh, really? like, oh my Such god, a great the line. lyrics were just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl." My friend goes, "You are a fucking idiot. That is <laughs> Pink 
Floyd, what is wrong with you? you know? So I felt for a while the government yeah. meal wrote everything because oh, their shows okay. are okay, because they play, yeah, yeah. They have covers and then uh-huh. half the show is yeah. covers and the other half is their stuff. So I thought they did it. Oh, that is fish. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why we're talking about fish here. <laughs> oh, was it fish? I thought, wish you were here. Uh, no, wish you were here. No, no, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd. That's yeah, Pink yeah, Floyd, yeah. yeah. Definitely Pink Floyd. Um, no, no, no. I, I, think I, I was just... saying Fish Fish does a lot of covers. So that's, oh, that's, okay. Well, yeah, that's jam, what I was yeah. you got to fill the space with jam band. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta fill up that giant amount of time. Well, when one of your members is a member of the Almond Brothers band and one of the lead, like... What are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always been curious about that subculture, you know. But uh, yeah, you guys want to get on to another track yeah. here? This is yes. um, and Anais and Sapphire. Ananias and Sapphire. Ananias and Sapphire. Yes, there we go. Yep, Sapphire. And you were saying that this is um, the other another guy, Stu, Stu Heiss. Uh, yes, I think that's Stu singing because that's not. And Stu is the um, lead guitar, bass. Uh, okay. Yeah, it would have been Stu. Nobody yeah, else yeah. yeah this, this was the one that sounded very rhythm guitar right? Like, yeah, it yep, sounded yep. very like bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. side note on this song, it wasn't my favorite on the album at all. I thought it was a little odd, but it's different um, than the rest of them. It is different. It's fun. It shows yeah. diversity. But um, I just think, again, their message has always been strong and heavy. Yeah. And if you know the Bible and you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira, Oh, yeah, you were um, just telling was, me about that. Yeah, it was these two yeah. people that were in the church, you know, according to scripture, Paul or Timothy's church, and they lied to the Holy Spirit, and they were just dropped dead, okay? Yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing is, throughout my life, I've been a part of the charismatic movement, the word of faith movement, the laughing, healing, you know, getting oh, stuck yes. to the floor I've movement, that one, you know, yes. the barking like dogs movement. I mean, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, like, there's so many. I, I've seen, yeah. So many preachers like steal and, or, you know, like manipulate people out of fear and control and money. And it's like, I've actually said to God a few times, you, you killed Ananias and Sapphira, but you're going to let some of these people represent you. It's like the shittiest PR in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's (laughs) but so that's been my reference to Ananias and Sapphira. Like they had to, I mean, I think he's going to have to apologize to Benny Hinn, you know, to them when Benny Hinn. You know I was about to say like, that's like one of the most. That sounds like one of the most old Old Testament things to happen in the New Testament. I know, honestly, it is true. Good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know. Usually that stuff's yeah. more like Old Testament stuff, uh, where God's just like, no, 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 screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I always thought they'd probably get to go to heaven, but they just were like, no, you got to come home. You're creating too much mess. But then I thought, okay, what about all the people creating mess now? Can you take that one? You know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's yeah, uh, there's yeah. some that could maybe yeah. move to the front of that list. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. So I didn't know about much about this uh, this story uh, before I, I listened mm-hmm. to it. But um, yeah, it's wild though. <laughs> I didn't expect that in, in the Paul section of the Bible. But yeah. I suppose. Uh, 
I don't know. I haven't read the whole part, whole, the whole Paul section, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of these days, I do want to listen to the James Earl Jones uh, Bible on tape. Mm, I know that I know that he does. He did do one uh, a long time ago. So I want to hear Darth Vader read the Bible to you. Cool. You know? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. <laughs> Jesus, I am your father. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah um yeah yeah so um yeah but very fun song really reminds me of some uh john lennon or beatles uh Mm -hmm. this one um that's the thing like this 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 whole album like just reminds me of like just different each track is like a different uh classic rock group yeah you know what i mean um but it's their own thing too it's it's you know Mm -hmm. they were just a product of that era but yeah so yeah, yeah it's yeah. a little folksy you know it's a little folksy and yeah again i think we're hearing the dulcimer in there and um mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i don't have i don't have too much to say about this track though it's a fun mm-hmm. track um i'm glad that they, did, they had a little change of pace here mm-hmm. um in the in the middle of it um but then the next track is a, a more a little heavier one this is uh mm-hmm. death of the dying so this one's a lot more pointed i think So yeah, so I like we were... that you got the lunatic fringe in there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like, yeah. uh, I like the way he says that. Yeah. Yeah. Maniacs dangle on the lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm. That's just a See, great start of the lyrics. This is this is just another good song. That's like that's yeah. It's it's not about it's not, it's not about religion. It's not about rock music. It's about yeah. It's about yeah. what you wanted to write about and how you presented it. Yeah. Oh, your truth you know? like what yeah. what do you want to say right yeah mm-hmm. exactly. yeah really the only thing that like shows that it's a christian saying it is he's saying mm-hmm. he, he says christ specifically mm-hmm. that's the only thing because like i don't think mm-hmm. that most you know other classic rockers would say christ if they weren't a christian mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. other than yeah but it's very much like the beatles did did they um, These Christ the, could do anything, though. Well, no, they couldn't. The Battle of John and Oko, they that song got censored because they used Christ in it. Oh, do you know okay. what else? They had to like edit it. Okay, okay. I heard. Um, I'm a huge Clapton fan. I, I've, you know, I really absorbed three, four years of collective memorabilia, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. He in the presence of the Lord, which he did when he was like strung out in heroin and all that mm-hmm. stuff. With uh, with blind faith. Yeah. Yes. They the radio made him say because it was in the psychedelic hippie days. They made him say it was the color of the Lord to make it more like, mm, um, mm-hmm. but less churchy. But I remember like thinking as a kid, you know, only Christian music is looking for truth or, or saying truth, the worldly music. And then when I got out of that bubble and I started to take a deep dive and clapped, and I thought, what could be more spiritual than that song right there? Yeah. It is yeah. incredible, right? Yeah, and I the, love that song too. The radio play was Color of the Lord because they wanted uh, to not make it so religious. So interesting. Oh, I never heard okay. that version of it. I've mm-hmm. I've always had the uh but but then again, I was always the one playing it on the radio, so Mm. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong, but I thought I had No, no, I you're I probably heard. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah that 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 makes that makes sense to me like um he, and i i i do think yes clapton really in particular <laughs> has some great um you know spiritual tunes for a, mm. a non-christian i don't think he's a he's does he is he i don't know i don't know his faith i don't know anything about Clapton's I, don't know. Faith. I, I wouldn't be surprised um, you know but um he's married he's, to a catholic girl a really young okay. catholic girl yeah okay or not yet anymore when i met him he was but okay when you met clapton i did <laughs> yeah kathy's met a handful uh, of like really i also kissed big names <laughs> kiss oh my god cheek. oh man it was a weird summer yeah that's awesome <laughs> it was a weird summer uh, <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah. it's not as exciting as it sounds my son's a cancer survivor and when, yeah, yeah i know the context like, but he learned to walk again to claps and unplugged and i had been volunteering at the children's hospital and asked for a letter to say that he was visually impaired so i needed the seating to be close and they no. actually said thank me they wrote eric he read all about josiah and said i that he couldn't wait to meet him and then he was my hero right i mean i had like obsessed for yeah. five years yeah so we're waiting in the back room six of us are at the milwaukee the center there and um his manager comes back and he said eric's really glad you're here he's hoping you're enjoying their drinks and food yeah. yeah but he only wants to meet josiah and i was like oh so i said my son's blind and I need to help. I go, which is true, but I probably didn't need to. So I go there and um, I, I, oh my gosh, he was really sweet to my son, but he was pretty British with me. Like, okay, lady, I don't need you to worship me, you know, mm-hmm. but Josiah, he was precious. He knelt down on his knee because he's so tall and Josiah was little yeah. at the time and gave him all his picks from his guitar. And then Anyway, then we were the guests of honor at OzFest, and I said, no, we're not going to do that. But Ozzy and Sharon had just gotten over cancer, and they wanted to meet a kid with cancer. So my daughter, Bethany, oh, yeah. said, That's right. mom, we do want to do that. We want to meet Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon. So Wait, I Bethany was there, the one that made the, was like, yo, no, this needs to happen. Son. Yeah, I was like, what do I tell my son? You're going to meet the Prince of Darkness? I mean, what am I going to say? <laughs> so I said, honey, you know, Ozzy is kind of like, the grandfather of metal and um he bit the head off a bit you know yeah and um so he walks in the room like hello you know and, and josiah doesn't say hi just because did you really bite the head off a bat and why <laughs> just straight up yeah, and, oh, yeah. Uh, he said, he said <laughs> nice. well young man i was young and crazy and then i at the time was way heavier than i am now and i hated photos of myself but yeah. she was so sweet and she was so sweet and so i i had a picture Right next to him, he's got his arm around my shoulder and his hand yeah. has OZZY, right? Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and I was I just felt so platonically sweetly loved, you know? And uh-huh, I kissed uh-huh. his cheek. I kissed his cheek and I said, Your face is like a baby's butt. I don't know why I said that. It was such a weird thing. <laughs> and uh he said, uh, that's what all the ladies say. So <laughs> so every semester in yeah. college i'm a professor i do three truths and a lie and i tell them i spend every oh, sunday yeah. morning in a bar stool I, i'm a good poker player i love the packers and i've kissed ozzy and uh they usually uh, don't think they think the lie is i haven't kissed ozzy but i did so on the that's so. that's uh, clever that's clever yeah yeah man all right that is, sorry. no that's great no that's so that's so yeah i mean i i know i know awesome, like a bit man. of these stories but yeah yeah it's but cool i do that... have to say getting back to our original thing mm-hmm. though it was an honor i also he met phil collins he was sweet but yeah i my biggest honor in my life is to consider 
going Kaiser as my friend and brother. I mean, to mm. me, that was, he's more of a rock star to me because I've watched him yeah. live this yeah. faith out 50 years. And so many people yeah, just yeah. fall mm-hmm. and are hypocrites and myself included, I've been a hypocrite, you know? And mm-hmm. to me, I just have nothing but respect. And yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But, um, Hey, um, I know this is highly irregular, but I need to use the restroom quick. Um, we're going to take a quick, uh, just a tiny, tiny break and, uh, we'll be right back. All right. Okay. So, um, yes, we are back for part three of this podcast episode. I just uh, took a leak and I'm back for the last two tracks here. Uh, we have uh, uh, on the pod. Well, I'm not gonna say who we have. You you know who we have on the podcast. We we're, we have said it twice. If you don't know by now, go back to the beginning and just re-listen mm-hmm. to the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we just listened to uh, "Death of the Dying," uh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, the next one we have for you guys is uh, "Irish Garden," which. I think it's a really yeah. The, I think the last two tracks are really really great. So um, yeah, here is Irish Garden. has an Allman Brothers feel to it. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, though, I, I really I really like the lyrics you picked out on that. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, like, you know, he's saying, talking about the serpents and how I must have made you feel. And that's and that's really that's really like the purest form of, of Christianity, you know, yeah. is really appealing to to God and Jesus in general and being like, I'm sorry, I, I did that i know you you gave yourself for us and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I, I i i'm human i did it but i know that mo- i know that must have made you feel horrible john yeah. i love you i'm I working love, on it i love you articulated that because i haven't thought of that in a long time but you're pinpointing what's wrong with christianity today because christianity today is all about what god can do for you you know, like make you wealthy mm-hmm. heal your body Absolutely. whatever it's horrible or, what God can do to you, like make you a better person or make you not gay or make you not an immigrant or make you whatever, instead of just that humility that that song shows, like that's mm-hmm. what's missing in the church today. I feel yeah. like Absolutely. And, um, I, I never really thought about what, but what you just said there is, is really, that was really good. I, I believe that. And that, it, that is what makes Glenn Kaiser different from other people um, that I've seen. Yeah, I've, I've seen i'm gonna say this thing i've seen some old school contemporary christian music artists yeah because my dad has had them for 50 years almost right so yeah. he's like oh honey i got this guy and i'm not gonna name names but a lot of times i meet these people and at one time they were legends okay mm-hmm. but they're not anymore and they keep trying to put up the it's like uh the wizard of oz like here I am. I did this thing in the seventies and I was oh, yeah, like, the, like, Oz, uh-huh. yes. The, yeah, the, the, the like, wizard. Yeah. Yeah. When they saw oh, I'm the great stuff, and incredible Oz, don't look behind right. the curtain. Right. And they're a little <laughs> bit elite and they, you know, have all these requests and yeah. And where, where Glenn is just like, okay, I'll tell you one quick story. The last time 
maybe five years ago, we had a blues barbecue anniversary thing. And Glenn is yeah. the artist. Yeah. Actually, 10 years ago, because my new, my second husband, I hadn't married him yet. And he's an atheist. And after Shout we married a pre- preacher for 30 years, right? And yeah. so I kept telling this really cool guy, that I think you'd respect, she's going to be there tonight. And so he came and he's, I was busy because I had made all the food and there was a couple hundred people there. And he's over talking to a guy and to him, he's just talking to this guy who was eating barbecue. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of the thing, my husband was so touched because the guy was like, so what are you about, man? What do you got going on? And what do you think about God? What is it about? And, And Adam said, oh, I'm an atheist, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy touched his face and just was like, man, it was so precious talking to you. It was great talking to you, whatever. And he got up and to play and it was Glenn Kaiser. Yeah. And now every time he sees my husband, he actually grabs his face and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And it's like <laughs> such love and such acceptance. And when yeah, my husband beautiful. was like, it's yeah. beautiful. And he didn't even realize he was talking to the main dude that people had traveled the hundreds of miles to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds that, like Adam. <laughs> that's who he is though so, yeah. you know uh-huh. yeah. so anyway follow up, but yeah 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 no I, i'm you know i i kind of wish at some point i had like had a conversation with him but like i was just so um at that point in my life i was so afraid of people much older than me you know i was yeah, like not even gonna begin to without you and uh-huh. emo bands you weren't about yeah them, yeah you know? yeah like like yeah. i i wish that i had this kind of relationship with aaron weiss for me without you but yeah right all um, right i, know. I pretty- you know i met him too late and it would have always yeah. been this weird yeah. fan dynamic you know yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah that's really cool though that you've you've been able to have that kind of you know close mm-hmm. uh in- experience with him um and he's yeah. he's obviously you know uh, affected my life in a big way mm-hmm. Uh, without me even really knowing it. Without you so. even realizing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, my band was definitely a part of that legacy of trying to make, you know, music first mm-hmm. with the Christian mm-hmm. elements in there, but, mm-hmm. like, ideally we want to make good music, you know? And interesting, so. my husband is sort of a believer, right? Definitely farther, closer, but he hates that hard, harsh preaching Glenn is hard when he talks in between songs. He's like, Hey, if you're not going to walk the walk, don't talk, talk, shut up, you know? But, but my husband has never been put off or offended by it because he's, Uh he's the real deal. He holds himself to the same tough standard and it's really beautiful. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, Sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, uh, it can be really you know sometimes preaching at a, at a music thing can be off-putting especially if it is just mm-hmm. so uh forced you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah i don't i i think that he was always very very cool um mm-hmm. you know uh, in between in between songs mm-hmm. not like those uh like central christian uh things that they would randomly do uh what was that the didn't they have like power builders at one time like ripping ripping like phone books in half for the lord i raised my boys yeah power team (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, which is just like the weirdest i mean the weirdest gimmick for like you know that and just going around being you know aggressive Mm -hmm. and muscly and stuff and then like they're yes. like yeah but if you walk out of here and you get hit by a car where are you going you know it was just like 
when I ran that youth group that you were a part of, and it was just street kids and not church yeah, kids. Yeah. I brought you all to the power team in Madison. It was the last oh, evangelical that event was with you. I ever go to. That was with me. Okay. And you know why I told my father, I'm never bringing a group of kids to that stuff again. Never. Yeah. And he said, why? I said, because you know what? It's a gimmick. And I had a couple young girls saying, if I go forward, he's going to sign a Bible. And I said, when the shit hits the fan Ooh. in their life, this yeah. was not an authentic I want to come to Jesus moment. This was, he's cute and a hunk and I want him to sign my Bible. And mm. I'm like that, that kind of faith isn't going to hold up when life is rough. Yeah. And it cheapens, it cheapens the real encounter that I believe the Holy spirit can have with people. And I will never put my kids in that position again, mm. my youth. And I never yeah. took them back. I had, I had forgotten that I was with you actually, because it seemed like, you, you know, were, it's like, I took you to that. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, I thought it was hilarious. I, I always think back of that, like, man, that's like the pinnacle of like trying to have a gimmick for evangelizing, you know? Um, My two boys who are atheists, they're 39 and 36. I have a picture of them when they were five and seven yeah. with power team t-shirts on. And they're like, mm. <laughs> So. Hey, I, I did learn how to uh, tear a phone book in half, though. So yeah, I, I did I'm learn sure that again. from the power team. So, you know, While I got we're something honest, out of can it. I read the, can I read this quote I found? Yeah. This was yeah. about the next album following this. There's a song called Afrikaans. And he, oh, yes. wrote it about, yes. and he wrote it about apartheid. And it was a real slap in the face. Okay. It was really mm -hmm. powerful. But I just saw this quote and it said, um, in the follow-up album to this album, Rainbow's End, yeah. there's a song called Afrikaans one of the first by an American rock band to indict South African apartheid. Resurrection wow. band eventually earned a reputation. Okay, this is the reputation for puncturing what Kaiser called the posturing of the larger Christian church and addressing difficult social and political issues head on. He wow. said, I think most folks in the street want justice, grace, and help not more empty words regarding everything from jobs, affordable housing, and racial and immigrant equality. And they wow. still live that way. That's yeah, who he is. Yeah. Yep. No, like, and that's who they are. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's he's very, very progressive um, from um, like, yeah. all of the they're interviews black, that I they're, saw. They're, they're black lives. I mean, they go support the protests. They're yeah. like, they don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, he was he his I think newest uh, album from 2020 is uh, about um, a lot of that. It's uh, mm -hmm. something about a swamp, but I think it's kind of like pointed at like Trump Trumpism and um, you know that kind of uh, craziness that comes with being a, a Christian and deciding you're going to ally yourself with that guy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, but yeah, he, he, the, yeah, there's, uh, he's still mm -hmm. very progressive, um, looks great for 70 something. It's precious. Um, yeah. But, and uh, you know, the, he doesn't get in trouble for what he says. I get in trouble. If I take a progressive <laughs> liberal bent, everybody's like, Oh, Kathy, you're a heretic. If Glenn does it, Oh my God, you know, so he's gone. So I, you know, he takes hits for me and I, you know, he covers my back if he has to, you know, but um, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm a woman. I, you know, you're, you're a rebel, you know, you're, you're the next generation, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad. I, I, I think that you have had uh, uh, easily as much of an impact as, as Glenn on the people in your life um, as well. So. I think you've definitely, oh, it definitely sounds like it. I think you've paid I it forward. So. I, I would, I would yeah. agree with that. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you, you sound Absolutely. a lot like my mom, who who's just oh. a, an outreacher, you know, and that's and that sounds that's very beautiful yeah. in yeah. its own. Being a mom is my highest calling, and not just to my kids, but to the world. We all need mm-hmm. nurturing. We all need love. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I, my mom taught me that, and 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 she mm-hmm. does that, and it's it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. you. you keep, very important. You keep on doing you, Kathy. Seriously, <laughs> you're doing Hell the world yeah. a favor. Yeah, Thank yeah. I knew, I knew you'd favor. love having Kathy on, John. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I say I I relate a lot to what we're talking about here, you know. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? Yeah, no, it's 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 nice to uh, to to you know I I reference this uh, you know world uh, a lot Mm -hmm. in uh, you know in in my past because you know it's I don't you know currently listen to a whole lot of Christian acts, you know. um, Well, you 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 know it's 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 just like with what I try to take from like from my past as well, you know. You Mm -hmm. try to take the good from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You try to take the good from what you experience, no matter what, because yeah. there's always bad. Bad corrupts some, everything. I'll still throw yes. out some like bad's going to corrupt everything, no matter what. But you know what? Because yeah. my girl, my girl says it to me all the time. Why are you so optimistic all the time? And I'm just like, because <laughs> I am you know too. What? I'm an optimist to a fault. Pathological. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, I have my moments of depression too. You know, it it, mm. it happens. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Life, life comes tumbling down on you sometimes, but you know what? It's just, it's just better if you just get up and you keep going on. And yeah, yeah. You meet new people. And better way to live. You, you, you live your life, and you'll, and you love your life to the best. You, you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel better too. <laughs> can, I, can I say one? You really thing do. About, yeah. This whole culture, like in America, we're unique a bit in that um, we have a Christian subculture right? Mm-hmm. And it definitely began to merge. But there's an, an author that used to go to Cornerstone and have seminars. His name is John Fisher. And he wrote okay. a book once. And um, he said that he was laying the case out that in Europe, in like the 80s and 90s, when he wrote this book, Christian, Europe didn't have a Christian subculture, right? There yeah. wasn't Christian uh, coffee houses, there was just coffee houses. And you might go there if you're a Christian, or if you're not a Christian, there wasn't Christian uh-huh. bands, there was just bands yeah, who might be yeah. a christian right uh-huh, uh-huh. so he mm-hmm. said i was over in london in some nightclub uh, trying to do an evangelistic thing right yeah and he said there was half naked people dancing around and he said yeah. he was just so shocked by the lack of christian subculture right and yeah. he said there was things everywhere that were tempting and he just thought oh my god i'm in this horrible place and he says jesus i'm so sorry i'll leave right now and he said he felt so strongly god say to him fine, you can leave, but I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think the Christian subculture in America has not helped the message of Christ. Instead, it's made it this elite secret club, you know, oh, and it's, horrible. it's divided, right? You, yeah. There's Christians do this. They don't do this. They do this. It's made it a moral code. And it yeah. was never meant to be a moral code. It was meant to be a way of life that brought peace and joy and love. So, and it would inform you to love your neighbor. And we've perverted it and mm-hmm. partially by our Christian subculture. And yeah. I think that's one thing Resurrection Band kind of refused to be a part of. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. So like the subculture you're referring to is like the kind of like, American like evangelical kind of stuff. Right, that's why Cornerstone was gritty and had goth people screaming Uh and 
-hmm. and even even saying swear words in some tense and even just addressing issues of pain and rape and all these nitty gritty issues that most christian festivals didn't right well yeah like so long forgotten had mm -hmm. one moment in particular i can mention like where they they had a moment in their song where they said uh god bless uh america and then they stopped and then they were like no god bless everyone and it was yeah. this kind of like statement to the you know american christians that like yo this isn't about mm -hmm. us it's about it shouldn't about it shouldn't just be about us by the mm -hmm. way yeah. yeah do you remember brad the bumper stickers on my van Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had two that you pissed had... people off, and I got them both at Cornerstone. Yeah, one said, "Well, when one said, who would Jesus bomb, right?" But then the <laughs> other one said, "This is the one that made people mad." Yeah, it said, "God is not an American." Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? That's I had it right. for years, and I would have people say to me, "Kathy, your bumper sticker makes me angry, but I don't know why." <laughs> and i Just said God. you know why i said you know why you think you're special because you're an american god is not an american we are not special yeah 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 I always that's, that's not why and that's not why we're special right on top right. of we everything are special like that's not why we right? that's not why we've ever been special right mm -hmm. but that is not the message today the greatest, the greatest moments the greatest moments of, of, of Americanism being special is when is when we reached out and when we helped people for, for selfless yeah, that's needs. the that's the that's the um you know heritage that I prefer to inherit. You know what I mean? That's the part of our you know it's 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 really uh it, it's really that uh that Jeff Daniels uh speech from um the newsroom. Yep. yep. You know that that that's the kind of America I like to believe in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether it yeah. exists or not, that that's the America I want to. That's the America yeah. I want to. It's an ideal in. to strive for. Yeah. Wait, we have one more track for you guys. One more song. Though. It's beautiful. And this, this is, is the return. Song. And uh, yeah, it is a very. It's a really beautiful song. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I love that you got some of that sexy sax on there. I had to get some of it. Nice work. I almost. Yeah, he actually did an R&B album like ten years after that. It was. Oh really? I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah. 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 I almost chose just an entire section of just the sax and the the big band stuff, but it's a great section. No, no. Recommend listening to it. It's it's a nice mixture, you know. For yeah, I got a little bit of it, you know, and then a little bit of everything in there. And I love how he's singing that too. You know, really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really fair. A1. Yeah. He's very passionate, which is why I like the blues carries for him, right? He feels it, mm -hmm. you know, he lives it. But um, this is interesting because it's about, you know, the second coming of Christ and he's going to return yes. and come back. And it's such a part of my childhood and rearing. And I, I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm, I know I'm going to, I'm going to forward this to Glenn when this gets published. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, um, I think Armageddon and the end of the world has been like Armageddon out of here. That's why they want the rash rapture. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah. I just want to escape this shitty world and leave all the unbelievers here to be torched. Yeah. And I know Glenn doesn't believe that. But what I'm saying is that 
the rapture and the end times was such a part of that Christian subculture, right? Yeah. And I remember as a child being afraid because I didn't believe if I was sinning and the rapture came, I was screwed. And I had a rapture mm-hmm. list. I had like five, if I had five people that I knew God would take, wow. right? And if I, I couldn't find them, yeah. if I could find those five, yeah. maybe it, it's tapping. And back then there was landlines, right? And it was really yeah. easy to not have to get all Well, that was, that was really when that was like yeah. growing, like that kind yeah. of just that yeah. uh not so there was you know fear of like the devil and rock music or whatever but there was also that like insane the, the, fear the, the, of the fear of the nuclear death yes well, not and nuclear then it's also, death some kind of apocalypse like, yeah it's also like why we didn't take care we never heard about recycling or taking care of the earth because we're gonna get raptured anyway right that was the general yeah, message that's... of the church that's so, the real, the core problem that I have with it, per, yeah. to, you know, personally too, is like, is create it, it a super happy this, society that's ready to die at any moment. Yeah, it, it, it takes, it does take away, if you do think, like, you know, I did used to think that the world was going to end in my lifetime. And, uh, you that know, makes a, that makes a very hyper, uh, hyper, like, like society though. Yeah, it's, it's a very extreme, you know, like, uh, um, position to take and mm-hmm. it, it it um it can make you ignore especially environmental issues because uh, you know if the world's not going to be around that long planet, it won't be here yeah 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 my so, husband thinks that my husband thinks that revelation is an acid trip that john was on because <laughs> in the beginning of you it know, so I, he's on this island and he maybe he ate a mushroom or did something right and it you got this really weird, creepy thing that doesn't fit with the rest of the book. You know, the yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I always tell people. I'm to telling read you, it. Kathy. So there's there's drugs in the Bible that never get labeled. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Probably. There's and it totally should be noted. Things in the Bible that never get labeled. Alien way, technology. Aliens <laughs> coming down. Drugs. Yeah, <laughs> right. So many things. But no, so I was just going to say though. Match up. People should mention though it's a different John. It's not the same as the exactly. It's not yeah. John the Apostle. So it's not no. the mm-hmm. the Baptist John. Right. It's not. Yeah, not it is Baptist a completely guy. different John. And yeah. I think I mostly agree with Adam there. It is a trip. It is <laughs> so <laughs> wild. And you know and... <laughs> what? Whether Jesus is coming back or not, right? Um, like to get us in this life, I just uh, he, I mean, he'll be back. I think Jesus back. said. The kingdom of God is within you and it's now. Mm-hmm. And he said that 2000 years ago. So yeah. I'm not supposed to worry about what's, you know, if I'm going to get out of this place, you know, yeah. and so much of our mentality is like, I'm going to get out of here. So, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, it's like this escape hatch thing. And then people don't worry about taking care of their relationships and loving now and the earth now it's like, Oh, cause mm. it's, it doesn't matter. I do have to say after interacting with atheists, for so long um yeah i have i have appreciated my spectrum so as a believer more evangelical in my life this life was this big you see me yeah but then the afterlife is big deal right that's what's important Uh, one thing i learned from atheists because they don't believe that there's an afterlife yeah they they really take seriously this life what they do in this life. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. they actually act more intentionally on purpose, you know, you know, to be a good yeah. person. Just because, just because. All they have. Yeah. In, in yeah. all and of their decisions. 
Right. Yeah. And so in some ways, that's a more moral approach, I would argue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because people that are just think, oh, well, you know, everybody else going to burn, but I'm going to get rescued out of here. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think that you really care about the world then. Right. So yeah. I, um, I, yeah, my, my great grandma said, and I, my mom just hates it. My grandma says that she's, oh, she's almost 80, but she always said, my great grandma said the first hundred are the worst. And it's like, oh, first 100 are the worst. 100, first 100 years. Oh. Like, like there's no, there's no hope, like, for any happiness here. (laughs) The first one. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because you're already 101 by then. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, these are the shitty years. Yeah. Yeah. They're all all bad. (laughs) And my mom's like, I'm, well, and you know, maybe, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be happy here. Like, or you shouldn't try uh-huh. to like make a difference here, right? Right. They're, yeah. the, they're the worst. It doesn't mean don't try and find happiness. It, exactly. But like, it just my means gra- my, like, yeah, this life, life sucks. Yeah. My grandma's find, legitimizing find why her why she's walking on a bad ankle and still feeding calves at nearly eighty years old <laughs> and working her ass off as almost eighty years old and taking uh-huh. care of all these people and yep. and yeah. she's legitimizing that because she's like, Well, it's gonna get better and like mm-hmm. you, sure it might, sure, but like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you should <laughs> suffer like that. So Right. Yeah. Or be afraid yeah. or live in fear. Yes. You know? Right. Like as a mm-hmm. kid, my biggest fear was to be left behind, right? Now yeah. my yeah. biggest fear my biggest fear would to leave and not leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Wait, have you seen and, and Glenn has a song that I is the soundtrack of my life at my funeral. I want it. Um one is Soul Shine from Mule, but the other one, he said he writes a song, it's a blue song. You guys look it up when we're done. Okay, remember this. Yeah. It's if if I leave this world tomorrow. Let me leave a little love behind. And that's Aww. like, and it's beautiful. It's that's bluesy. Nice. It's it's gorgeous. And it's like, that's that's what I want. But I used to yeah. be afraid of being left behind. Now I'm afraid if I'm gone, what did I leave behind? What was my life about? What 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 will people remember? Right? Did you ever oh. see This Is the End? I know this is a mm-hmm. random no i'll write it down it's 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 mostly just it's seth rogan it's mostly just a dumb oh, comedy there's so many but there's yeah. so many so many the way it's the best i think it's the best visual representation of the of the biblically the, the christian revelation uh thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh, oh there's yeah, so many good things in it too it's even the yeah. people that go down yeah, as a Christian, I really appreciate as I appreciated the like yes. the the details that they had. Yes, Brad. Uh, I'm, besides, I'm, I'm with you. Devil's, 100%. Besides the devil's swinging dick at some point, um, but I don't think that's mentioned in Revelation. You're but it's um, kind of reminiscent <laughs> of Little Nas video, right? Little Nas video. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not up, I'm not hip on the the Little Nas stuff. So, uh, oh my know. god, it would hit the whole. It was all anybody I, was talking I, I about. I heard that there was a video preacher. that was important, but uh, gotta watch I, I got to yeah. watch it. Okay, okay. And you know why you got to watch it? Because it was his response to the church rejecting him because he was gay. Oh. So it's really relevant. Okay. To what we're okay. About. I'm yeah. definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check that out. And it's got the devil thingy hanging, like you're saying. It's all there. So it's nice. weird. He gives the devil a lap dance. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Really I'm gonna like, have to definitely watch this video. It was like poke, 
pope the church you're going to condemn me okay screw you right it's really sad actually. yeah I, yeah i felt it in my heart what he was trying to say okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'll check i'll check that out right. that's that's the one that had the really famous country song yeah. right okay okay all right all right, all right. old town road yeah. yeah yeah okay okay i think i get him in some other you're calling that up. country brad huh yeah, it's that kind of, I, you know, it's the, I don't know, you know, I it's never somewhere know in between there. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, before uh, this has been a really, really fun conversation, um, you know, to talk Thanks. about, uh, you know, your roots and my roots and just, you know, the Christian music industry. Um, but we are going to have to wrap it up here soon. Yeah. So um, the last thing we do before we get out of here is uh, we go around the horn and uh, see what everyone has been listening to and what they have to plug. So um, I'll say, mm. Jake, why don't you start us off this time, Jake? Uh, normal stuff I got to plug, uh, and then I'll get to, get to I'm just looking at my my phone and see what I was I've been listening to. Other than Check this, I listen to this. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh well Apple music, but yeah, same same yes, difference. Yes, yes, I got I got both. I got both. Yeah. Um <laughs> Apple Music uh, under, apparently has more. So yeah, apparently uh, was and it, sometimes I yeah. No yeah. Yeah, it had this album on it. So yeah, yeah Spotify uh, did yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, under the covers, Wednesday morning, six to eight a.m. ninety-one point yep. seven WSUM. Uh, Sunday afternoons, WISY ninety-two point five out of yep. Mazo, and all the time, anytime on Spotify. Uh, under the covers with Jake the Snake Foster the podcast, and then uh, there is. The between the sheets, uh, we were going into. I think we there's four episodes out okay. on different nice. artists. Yep. Uh, so we did, we did Tony Iommi. We did part one of Eric Clapton. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we did it up until like 1974. Or so we did okay. all of his like okay. group stuff. Do a two part, and then okay. next year, because we have everything planned out pretty much, um, we're gonna do part two. With she's the rest of his career, so uh, at least so far, okay. yeah. Hopefully, cool. it doesn't pass awesome. away in between there, or something. No, no. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did uh, uh, Loretta Lynn and uh, Bob Seger. Wow! And then the next episode is actually John coming on and oh, doing. We got John Stevie Nicks. So. Yes. Hell yes. John's I have got, the information, Jake. I'm, you got to put I'm it in the doc, say, man. I know, you got to do it. I know. It's part of part of this. We have I've been I've been seeing my girl a lot. It, it's not an excuse. It's, tell your girl <laughs> that Jake needs you to but do I your homework. You. I got you. I know. I'm well, now, it's just, homework. Just, well, now that now that I know. I'm horrible at homework, but I got you. Now that I know, I can pester John too. So and we, yeah, we start out with like a Google Doc, and we put all of our information in, right, so everybody's yeah, yeah, got yeah. it in. And I, I and have, I have, I have most of that information. Yeah, yeah. one so day we'll probably do Google that for this podcast. I swear. But. I've had a couple different. Uh, I think John will be the fourth uh, out of five that it's a different co-host. So try yeah. to pick uh, pick co-host based on their like love of yep. a certain artist or whatever, and. 
And I'll be and on at some point. I just got to pick an artist. You have to pick a person you really <laughs> like, Brad. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to to. I want to... bright eyes, Bradley. You should do bright eyes. Ooh, ooh, cotton. Actually, Kathy, that's a great, that's a great one. Actually, Connor mm-hmm. Oberst. All right, put me down for Connor Look. Oberst. You gotta yeah, the find out. Bird I was waiting for. Oh, find... is that bright eyes? Louis. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. When is his birthday? Then we could. Um, I don't know actually. I've never actually looked it up. That's where. Uh, that's when we yes, try to release right. based on because we were thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. We were thinking that or George Harrison because he died on my birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm okay. trying. I'm also trying to like. <laughs> I'm laying out uh, like the next three years, honestly, and I'm trying okay. to be as diverse as possible. Okay. So I'm not trying to pick a bunch of white guys. Yes. So yes. It's yes. it's. Yeah, or or you know whatever. As yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. trying to be as diverse as possible. So, um, okay. so it's, emo it's, is pretty diverse. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. listen to some Chuck Lavelle. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. he he was a member of the Allman Brothers band. He yes. toured with Eric Clapton. Yeah. He was on that yeah. Unplugged album. Okay. Um, Absolutely. he started off. Yeah, we did like a bunch of different uh, songs with George Harrison. He was with him on uh, tour as well. Yeah. Um, so I played a bunch of songs from him to start yeah. off the show last week. Whenever this is gonna air, uh, mm-hmm. last week that right. that was on, and uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. so got into that. And he was even when he was on uh, Drops of Jupiter by Train. He was even the key the piano player on oh. that too. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. So he's done a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. He's an awesome guy. So, um, all right, all right. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then some Roger Miller to listen to some Roger Miller the latest. And that's nice. that's all I got. Nice. Uh, what yeah. about you, uh, John? Then I'll go to you, Kathy. What, what do you listen to, John? Um, well, uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, 90s country uh, lately. 90s country. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just. It's a good nostalgia like trip Keith? for me. I remember all the lyrics. Is that like know? Toby Keith and like Cheryl uh, Crow? No, 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 Cheryl no. Crow. Well, Cheryl well, I'm talking no. like, Sorry, you know, like not... little Alan Jackson, you know, okay. little uh, Shania Twain. Uh, Shania, that's, that's, and, Shania uh, Twain is what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Actually, uh, Jake, Jake, um, what, what, who, who sings the song? I'm in a hurry to get things done. I'm rushing, rushing because life's no fun. Huh. Do, do you remember who uh, sings that? Alabama? No. No. But I, I, I was Everyone, listening to that. That that song look, look popped up. up and it's yeah. it's a very it's a very like, you know, life realization song when you're older, you know, it's like okay, you okay. gotta stop um, rushing around. Yeah, no, it's Alabama, John. It is. Is is it Alabama? Yeah, I just Googled it. Like oh my uh, goodness. Wow. Yeah. A, wait, that makes does, me feel a little better about it now. Do they have a self titled album? That's, that's a great song. That's a great song. Uh, if they don't, uh, they should. They fucking, they better they have better. a self-titled album. <laughs> what better. else are you going to get out of Alabama? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to do it on side B if they do. Yeah. Hell know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. They better have one but, self-titled. But yeah, um, so that's, that, that's what I've been listening okay. to. Okay, okay. Nice. And remember people, don't don't be in such a hurry. Slow, slow your life down every once in a while. You got to slow the roll. Yeah. That's a good name. Jesus would have wanted you to. Yeah, and also Ferris Bueller. And Ferris Bueller. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, Positively. The Andy. gospel according to Ferris Bueller. Yep. And the, and the post-hardcore band So Long Forgotten 
is uh, also mm-hmm. going to say that the Christians as well. It doesn't um, look like Alabama <laughs> has a self-titled album. Damn it! Fuck. That's horrible. <laughs> why? Why? Tell I want to do. Just I want to do Alabama. Oh no! Here's Alabama Christmas. That's do it. Good enough for me. Good enough, good enough. for me. That's, that's, that's we haven't done a Christmas album yet on side B, so you guys yeah. are so eclectic. I want to be part of that. We have a a really weird range of music on this podcast. So. Oh no! Well, well, side A, side A's got a weird range. Side B's got a better range because they're just yeah, looking for the, the name of the state. Side so B's like, random. Their as hell. range is like yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Neil Young's Colorado was uh, unexpected. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the you, you keep talking about that. You're gonna have to tell me about that experience. <laughs> Alabama what? Live. There you go. Okay, that's right. what you should that's... do. Number one oh, that on the amazing. U.S. country chart. Live band. 1988. So right in there. Hey, day. yeah, it's the year I was born. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, what about you, Kathy? What are you listening to? What I, do you got to plug? I got something to offer you as a gift. A few years ago, um, my husband and I are like parents of this local hippie band, Earth Clark. Earth Clark. And they gave me a CD. It's kind yeah. of reggae, hip hop, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they do festivals. We're always their plus one or whatever. But they. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They gave me a Trevor Hall CD. Uh, I kept it for nine months now it's on all my apple music and stuff i uh he just sold out at red rocks this weekend i wish i was there i've never i want i don't want to die before i see a red rock show he was gonna uh he was headlining but he was gonna play with citizen cope um okay but uh trevor is kind of like you know i never understood that there was something called conscious music so it's like it's not christian it's definitely not it's just spiritually somewhat kind of yeah meditative but it's i got addicted to the chapter of the forest and then his yeah. new album i just loved yeah so trevor yeah. hall check him check him out I is, love is it. he from eartha clark trevor hall no not at all no okay. he's way bigger he's probably the big name in that whole movement you know okay okay um there's a whole movement that i never knew existed uh huh. it's pretty amazing yeah and um, i yeah. i've heard a lot about eartha clark but i i ha- i I haven't gone out to one of their shows. I should at some point. Yeah. I know that they're good. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Trevor's like, you know, big deal in that movement. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, um, he's, yeah. he's yeah. a thing. I've seen him in Madison several times and it was sold out. He's pretty big mm-hmm. deal. So, okay. But yeah, okay. It's, it's great. It's very meaningful music. So, yeah, yeah. Check it out. And um, check out um, Give Me One Reason on um, SoundCloud and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. That's the one. My last 10 are better because Joel produced my thing and, you know, I got good intro music. Before that, I was just pushing record on my phone and that was it. So. Oh, Joel Joel from The Culpa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Kathy yeah. is trying to get the message out to the Felix Culpa about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, we can get I, the I melancholy me of his sadness. Yes. Yep. I but I, I, you know, if they don't have time, that's fine. I, I understand, no, no, you know, no. but they're, you know, they're, they're in between houses. One of them right now, Marky's in a you know, world of crazy busy right now. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get him. I just want to hit him at the right time. So that's what I'm waiting yes, for. That's good. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Kathy. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate having an inside person for the Felix Culpa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've talked to them. Hey, uh, probably hey, since I was hey, in tell, tell them we want to do uh, uh, the infinite sadness. Yes. Uh, melancholy mm-hmm. and the infinite sadness. 
Please. Is that yep. the Smashing Pumpkins thing? Yes. No? yes. That's the one. That's yes. the one. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Please. Yep. That, that's yep. one of my picks. So, I, I would love it if they would come on. And yeah, that, that's that. that's John's. Yeah, I was gonna say that's John's choice. That's it. That's his okay. pick from one of the yeah. one of the first picks he made, I think. Yeah. But I'm okay. always like, just wait a minute. Getting to that just soon. wait. We're gonna get the Copa. I, I would love <laughs> to get a, at least a member of the Copa on. Yeah, Kathy, please. Happen. That'd be yeah. cool. I'll That'd tell cool. Jolie. Yep. So this okay. is your this is your probably fifth call out, Felix Copa, for, yeah. for coming onto the okay. podcast. I'll say, you know, my kid is on your album. You got to do this. And my son's on that face of their, their album. And so. and he's he's hey, right we, here. We would appreciate you for. He's right Kathy. here looking at me every day too. So I have him That's on my true. poster over here. That's oh. very true. Yeah. Oh, because you he had does. Yeah. You should say yeah. that too. So so Ryan Price is always always yeah. right there wow. in my room, <laughs> even you. though I. We haven't talked really too much. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, ha, it's Ryan Price. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, yeah. One day, one day we'll get uh, some cult people. Kathy, here. you've been a great guest you've on. Been a today. great guest. Yeah. You guys are absolutely thank you. Thank you. Time. Yeah. I was a little nervous. I thought first of oh, all, no, I wanted, you did I great. Wanted, like, I, I you did great, do, Kathy. Do Glenn right. And then I was like, I'm just this middle aged lady talking about concept album podcasts because like I've done atheist podcasts. I've done, you know, I, but I haven't. Yeah, really I thought this would be a, a nice, mm-hmm. nice change of pace to, you know, not have, yeah. to, not, not, not be completely focused on the faith part of it, but like the music yeah, too. Absolutely. You know, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. I, I, it went yeah, much better. Yeah. Than I, it. I was, I was nervous. I love you, Bradley. Dude, you know? thank you so uh, much you for being so on, Kathy. I you really, guys, really we appreciate all, it. We should all go to a meal show when they come to Madison. Will you Dude. go with me? The three of you, please. I would. I, yeah, I would. Hey, I'd be down. Yes. Yes. I'll buy your tickets. Yes. And you, I got to say one thing. They were at the rave about four years. No, oh, longer. They had a bar church, right, Fred? Okay, okay. And and we were at the rave. And I, I'm getting too old to stand in front of Warren all the time, right? So I'm up in uh-huh. the balcony. But yeah. I was with two guys from my bar church because I just yeah. take different people. Yeah. And one was Darren, right? Yeah. And everybody's drunk and high. And by the end of the night, right, it, they're doing uh-huh. that and things. And, uh, you know, people aren't paying attention. And I just heard, then it. Right. Yeah. And I knew it was kill shine. I just needed half a half a note. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I went soul shine. And Warren looked up at the balcony and went and then went into dan and then right. Nice. And my and Darren said, You won't even have to lie about it at church Sunday morning. I saw it happen. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yes. We'll go. Live That's, music, please come back. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh my god. Uh, it's coming wait. back. Don't you worry. It's coming back. Yeah. Definitely okay. coming back. It's it's on Thanks. the way. It's on of, the way. Yeah. I really love you guys already. Life, life is too, coming Kathy. back. Life is coming back. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah, but it's Thanks. really, really good talking to you about this. It's been really good Thanks having you on. Thanks for hanging out with me. This was fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, this was great. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna this when this great. comes out, I'm gonna give it to Glenn. I'm gonna forward it to Glenn. And I'm Glenn, gonna say, I, I hope I made you proud. Awesome. Hey, I hope we did. So. I hope we did all right, Glenn. I, I uh, think you did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't. I don't think I, I. I insulted you too much. Maybe. I. I, I hope not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I hope you so, enjoyed this conversation. I think he'll be honored. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, right, and, guys, and I'm just you. glad to have known, you know, know I know so much more now about uh, yeah. Glenn and the story uh, and, and how, mm-hmm. you know, how I'm connected to that in a weird way. You are. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, are. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. 
but uh yeah thank you so much for being on kathy right, and um yeah you can uh, uh i'll be on your your show at some point very yes. soon here yes absolutely and um yeah yeah thank you guys for listening to the album concept hour um i really appreciate you guys tuning in um check out uh check us out next week and we'll have another concept album for you guys so uh Always. Yeah. have a good one so. thanks for listening the album concept hour is brad lebaron dave gallagher john Aker, and jake foster special thanks to king gizzard and the lizard wizard for the theme music please like us on facebook or friend us on twitter or myspace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast see you on side b This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land.